miniature soldiers, big opinions. This is the Conclave Podcast. Hello, everyone. We have reassembled the Conclave. The horn has been blown. The banners have been raised. And as promised, as widely previewed, we are back for your audio enjoyment. Yes, we have assembled once again the legendary crew, although maybe I'm overselling us a bit, that is myself, ADL Wargaming, and I am joined by Ed the Sandman. Say hello, Ed. I'm not going to say hello, Ed, because we always do that. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say hello, Adam. That's what there I'm we saying. go. I like it. It's, it's, a more, it's a more adult podcast now. It's more grown up. Yeah. I like it. Um, and I'm also joined, of course, by Quick 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 Whipster. Hello, everyone. It's good there to be back. Avengers assemble. I mean, Conclave assemble. <laughs> I'm definitely. We can't I'm do definitely, winters, so now I, we're stealing. I'm definitely Marvel. fat Thor. We're doing, if we're doing Avengers, I'm definitely like you know Thor on the on the like overweight and drinking too much beer stage. Um, I, I could just be the Sandman. That would be really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's since, a crossover. <laughs> since we started this podcast, the Sandman Netflix show has come out, and we had the third Spider Man, and Great so movie, my yeah. my YouTube you know suggestions just gone wild um, I, got, I got screwed over there <laughs> you, you should i told you man you should have got that copyright in there you're, earlier you're dude, the third so. most famous forget, sandman forget forget yeah, um, yeah, yeah just after them yeah forget forget stan lee you gotta go in there you gotta copyright that and be like i thought of it first because i was born that way yeah yeah um and you heard him there of course we are joined by the wonderful mr reza prime say hello reza hello everyone what what made me laugh there is you said that banners have been called. Imagine how disappointing it would have been if Gondor <laughs> Gondor called or lit the flames and us four turned up. <laughs> That'd the beacon a really is different lit. Movie. The beacon of Amundine is lit, and then it's just us four instead of being like you know, and Rohan will answer. It's us just being like, yeah, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll record some dice at them. <laughs> You know the thing we do at the end, we're just awkwardly like, hello. Imagine we turn up and say, hello, everyone. Hi. I, I can do it. I'll get angry, die really quickly. You lot would laugh at me and then die laughing at me. That's Probably. Much what yeah, let's be fair. If we took on orcs, it wouldn't go that well. Um, yeah. But no, look, we, we are back and we are going to have a more regular schedule going forward now. Um, as the nights draw in, as things get close to winter, we had some issues getting together over the summer for various reasons. Illness, work has been horrendous, I think, for a number of us. So we are back and we are raring to go and it is very very nice to be here so let's kick off and we're going to do this a little bit differently than we normally do with our hobby progress and the reason i say we're going to do it a little bit differently is because before recording we all realized we've done a lot it's been a while we've done many many things so rather than spending the next three and a half hours each rambling through what we've done in the course of the last what six months roughly we are going to do a 10 second max rundown so you're just gonna you what you may hear coming through your ears is just like that but it's going to give you a rough rundown of our hobby progress well do you know what in that case reza you can go first. Oh, so I will go over to you. I'm going to get my phone that's right here with me. Oh, time can't me. See, and I'm going to set a 10 second timer and you have 10 seconds to go through. Actually, let's make it 15 because 10 oh, is, okay. is very, very short. Let's make it 15 to go through. I just nearly set a 15 minute timer, which would have been a problem. <laughs> um, a 50, 15 second timer to go through your hobby progress. Are you ready? Yeah. I'll be... Okay. Well, a three, a two, a one. Go. 
I painted a dragon, some world eaters from the Horus Heresy terrorist, uh, terrorist box. <laughs> Terminators. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, and I painted a Farsight army, and I've been painting some guard, and I've also painted an Atlantean spear. <laughs> no, no, finish up, finish up, finish up. The Atlantean paint... spears. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I got bored of doing my own custom uh, Blood Angel chapter, so I decided to do one from a book, which is the Atlantean spears. So that's one space marine. That's super cool. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop doing my my other ones and come change them across. Oh, you gonna like that's really everything. cool. Yeah, but that's like a really long term project. That's gonna take ages. I'm gonna I'm gonna do yeah. my guard next because I need to finish them. I almost have two thousand points. Uh, I basically finished nice. Farsight, and I've gone way over fifteen seconds. And then I'm gonna do World Eaters because I feel like they're the army that speaks to my soul the most. I mean, they are they are the angriest yeah. of Marines, yeah, right? So, so it's Wait, are you 30k or 40k world? They're going to be 30 Well, they're going to be mixed. So I, I'm going to start yeah, off with 30k. They're going to be 30k theme, but played in 40k. Well, you've, you've painted them as nice. 30k, right? I was going to say, because your spe- yeah. Spears of the Emperor, their colours are... But, oh, sorry, Atlantean Spears, which are from Spears of the Emperor, right? The book, no, the book. no, 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 they're, they're, they're just Angels. in the Blood Angels Codex. Yeah. Oh, I'm no. an idiot. Sorry, I'm, you know I, what, I'm, I'm getting confused with the ones with the trident on their shoulder from that Spears the Emperor book from Nemeton, whatever they're called. Oh, um, yeah, Spears the Emperor. Yeah, yeah, the Spears, yeah, the Spears yeah. the Emperor chapter. Yeah, yeah. 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 only because only, only they're white and blue, and obviously your world eaters are also oh. white and blue. So I'm getting confused between. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I found out about them. Just a quick side note. Um, so you know how the Spears the Emperor. Look remarkably like Winter. Oh, here we go. Name drop. Winter's. Uh, yeah. Winter's <laughs> <laughs> We're back, everyone. Well played. You predicted I knew it. it. I knew <laughs> it was coming. Yeah, you're you're, literally, you're literally like I said. You're made Winters. The yeah, so. <laughs> but yeah, so you know how like the the colors of the, the Spears of the Emperor chapter they look just like the Thirteenth. Yeah, Winters yeah. copied them. Yeah. No, it's because Aaron Dembski Bowden apparently really likes Winter's content and was just like, that's I'm gonna use those colours. Is that true? Or did Winter uh, just yeah. say that for a brag? I'm not, I'm not gonna doubt that. <laughs> I'm mean, gonna believe that. That's cool. I mean, I mean the guy's been a he, he Winters has been around. Content. Yeah. Winters has been around as long as he I feel like he's I feel like forty K formed around him. You know, like how our team should be an actual fluff because it's I yeah, do they remember should. watching a Winter's yeah. video and I, I think he did say he has ADB's number. I actually know that's worse than Quipsaw. So, that's yeah. a worse thing. They might be mates, you know. <laughs> Rang him up and was like, listen, man, I need to be in a book. <laughs> bro, but yeah, no, he's the Winters, Winters has been here since since like 40k just formed around him. Like in the yeah. same way oh, that yeah. like all the little chefs existed on ley lines and then the motorways. If you take the hat off, it has the plans for the next twenty years. Do little do little chefs still exist? No, they don't. That was like that was like a five years ago reference because they they won't they 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 went bust. They don't exist anymore now. Oh, anyway, there we go. Let's F in the chat for Little Chef. Anyway, other motorway service stations are available. Anyway, um, on to, let's go over to Ed next. So, Ed, can you give us your 15 second and a bit rundown <laughs> of what you've been doing? Because we've got to be fair, because Res, you know, went on a bit there. So, let's go. So, a three, a two, a one, a go. So, big three are the Black Legion um yeah kind of started it's basically all infantry this army and then i've got i've i've been trying to improve my dark angels uh 40k dark angels because the lion is uh, supposedly returning rumors are saying so i'm uh trying to uh get them to a nice standard and then uh, 30k dark angels as well because of course horus heresy is now all the rage 
That is very cool. That is very cool. Nice. And uh, yes, no, j- just beyond the time there. I like it. Kept it nice and neat. Big three, the key ones. And what I like about that is listeners will remember in ages past that there was a discussion on this podcast with you mr sandman where you specifically mentioned you said if i ever did a black legion army i'd want loads of infantry and loads of chaos marines so it's really nice to see that that dream is being fulfilled yeah so it was funny actually because i yeah that was always the army that i wanted and then i did take them to the lgt but i i ran them as uh, creations of bio because well actually this was quite funny so i i was I was practicing a little bit with the Black Legion and I saw how well Creations of Bio were doing. I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, you know, I never see that army. Like, what is the actual scheme for Creations of Bio? Because in the books, Fabius Bio hangs out with like different war bands or he hires mm. Marines, that kind of thing. So what is their scheme? I Googled the scheme. The official GW scheme is the Black Legion scheme. So I was oh, like, really? oh, I have a <laughs> Creations of Bio army. <laughs> there we go. So this is a really good army I could just play. So I took that to um, the LGT. And um, yeah, but also it was the fact of like what I had, because obviously I had loads of Terminators and Chosen and they just were really, really good. They and worked so, really well, right? As, I'm not as... lying, I did, I did buy 15 Possessed, I won't lie to you. But outside, <laughs> outside of that, I was basically there. <laughs> well, you, you got to do you got to do the like freaky guys for the creations of Bile, yeah, right? Whether they're Possessed yeah. or, or Spawn, I guess. Yeah, and the Possessed are a joy to paint. They are so <laughs> they're nice. Very they're very cool. Uh, they're new models, yeah. right? And yeah, the yeah, new ones yeah, are lovely. Look, they look great. So, so I was watching... Yeah. Table Tactics and Beard has some. Yeah, well, I, got like the, I got the Gal War back as well. It's quite funny actually. I got um, I bought, <laughs> I did buy Argul Tau because oh, I, nice. in a job lot on eBay I got Khan. So I just like kind of converted him up a little bit and I used him as a chosen. But then I was like, but well, now if I get Argul Tau, I can live live the the what should have happened. Oh no, it wasn't nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really cool and to be fair also we should say you've got a very cool um model or models i should say of um some of my favorite characters in 40k from the black legion but you've basically got the ezekarian you've got iskander yeah. you've got um uh the rest of them that i'm now forgetting off the top <laughs> of my head the corn guy with the with the um with the yeah, bolt gun Ucris, yeah Ucris, yes and oh oh god the mask the the silver masked guy um, um telemachon lyras telemachon, yeah. oh god i love him he's awesome yeah yeah i'm trying so, to, yeah i'm trying to get his mask right I actually i messaged rich about this because my plan was to use a um sanguinary guard I oh you don't, i don't think you get yeah, a spare sanguinary guard mask in the box unfortunately what but, about um, a i so i i have and i, I, I this is like this is like post podcast business but we'll say <laughs> the podcast anyway i think i have i think i have a couple of spare sanguinary guard helmets but also i've got yeah. some um some uh what are they called uh stormcast, stormcast. eternal ones that yeah might that's, the, job the, as that's well. the other option stormcast oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i'll send, no, I'll, no, I'll, I'll send you some them. i'll send you some there yeah. we go I used all my, um, guard, my, my other question is will you be given something we're going to talk about a little bit later in the podcast when we talk about kind of what's changed and what's new stuff that's on its way it's given <laughs> that we have some inklings in the warp about some dark mechanicum is there a possibility that you will model a seraxia uh the uh the the, the other member of the ezekarian and the the mistress mm. of uh the the niobia halo at any point because i think that'd be a really cool model to see with the like mechanical spider ass basically yeah, yeah. So I do have uh, um, a Venom crawler. Our friend Rich Guatkin, I got one from him. Um, so yeah, I was tempted to do that conversion then, but I was a bit short on time for the LGT. Yeah. To be honest with you. But um, also, I will. Yeah, no, I will it's, it would be cool. It would be cool quite quickly. Adam, your like memory for names never ceases to astound me. The fact I like that the you fact can, like, you. 
That's very kind of you, but I like the fact you said that right after I forgot both Nehemiah Dirkris and, well, I sort of remembered <laughs> Telemach and Lyras eventually. But, like, and, and you I remembered them. they had names. That's I remembered him as the angry guy with the heavy bolter. So that's the, what uh, that the, is. The heresy thing. <laughs> what, uh... <laughs> that guy. Well,. well but it's like what people say, right? Everyone, like, the Emperor should have known Horus was a wrong'un because his surname was Heresy, right? So, you know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> as, as he says, as a spoiler, that's how the book ends. He just says to him, wow, Horus Heresy, you truly are the Warhammer 40,000. Um, but yeah, no, anyway. Um, so that's really cool. So you've built up um, quite a sizable addition to your armies and obviously expanded your Dark Angels as well into both of the systems. That's really cool. So let's go over to... Mr. Quipster. So, Mr. Quipster, what have you... And you, you took some... We should say, you, you did take some time off, right? Because you haven't been feeling great. Yeah. Right? I think um, it's fair to say. A little bit. So, I've actually spent the last two months doing not a lot of anything, to be honest. Uh, I've had a lot of chronic illness issues. Rich knows what I'm talking about. Um, it's not been ideal. So, I've literally only just started getting back to work this week and uh, getting back to painting like this week as well. But... Before I had to take this enforced break, um, I did build every, like a lot of stuff because everyone's got the pile of shame. And I was just like, you know what? I just want to be able to just take stuff off the shelf and start painting it. Mm. So I just started building everything. Um, yeah, there was a lot and it took a long time. But I've managed to put together like, uh, what do we got? So all the spare custodian stuff I had, which is like a whole bunch of captains, Valerian, Alea. Mm -hmm. Um a whole bunch of AOS stuff. So I've got, like, you know the starter box for the Lumineth when they first came out? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the army box. Yeah, yeah. 14 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I built all of that. Incidentally, the Light of Altharion, one of the best models I've ever seen. It is so cool, isn't it? With all the, like, with all the likes. The I, hollow uh, bits and, oh, my God. I've, I've had this, so I've had this problem, which is that, um, to go off what you're saying there, I've so as people may know out there, tab Tabletop Tactics, one of the other things that's changed, Tabletop Tactics, one of certainly my favourite channels. I think everyone here, big fans of the guys over at Tabletop Tactics, have started doing Age of Sigmar battle reports. And obviously our friend Josh the Warhipster is like a huge AOS fan. And he constantly evangelizes to me about how good AOS is, right? And I thought, okay, I'll watch a few of these battle reports. You know, I've I've never really given it a go. I'll watch a few of these battle reports, see what it's like. Oh, the temptation. Oh, the temptation <laughs> to get to get an AOS army together. And like the the loot so I I to be fair, I wouldn't go Lumineth. Um, I'd probably do, I don't know, maybe the the, the dwarves or like the, um, uh, even, well, the more tribes, because I've got somewhere in a box some old ogres from, well, as they were the, the ogres from when they were in the Warhammer Fantasy world, because that was the one Warhammer Fantasy army that I sort of started to put together when I was, you know, like 11. But the elves, those those um, Lumineth Realm Lords, man, they are oh, so cool. Like, they look really so good. I, I, I must admit, I thought the bull helmet guys looked a little bit dopey in some ways personal preference right everyone you know has their own but the rest of the army really really cool and the light of eltheron and the flying fox dude with the 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 oh, yeah. bow yeah yeah oh, that, that's the, sp the, 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 the spirit of the wind yeah yeah they do a yeah. lot of uh great magic effects don't they and yeah models it's pretty cool one of the like stunning ones that i hadn't even seen until i walked into a games workshop and started looking They've got one of them. I think he's uh, which one is it? Hurricane Wind Mage, and he's just a dude riding he's, a cloud. Like he's, Goku. Yeah, he's Gohan. Yeah, so yeah, so we, we 
yeah, we we were doing when we did Tell Many War Hipsters the other day, Rich and I. There's a guy in there who has got a bit, and I, you know, I hope he's listening because honestly, he was saying because we we did our kind of final episode of season one, right? So we were talking about like people doing family photos of their armies, and he he sent us a really really nice message where he was basically like, you know, I went through some hard times this year, but I've loved it's been a great project for me, and like really glad I could be part of the community, this side the other, and he's done a bang up job like it's it's beautiful and one of the things he painted was the hurricane wind mage and i said to rich immediately i was like mate there's a goku in this army like why <laughs> have you not just got I, this <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i did buy True. the model after that episode did you buy it did you actually yeah, yeah. i love it i, I, I don't it. have I'm, I'm i'm doing a stormcast army i mean as soon as they put dragons out i was like i'm sold i'm in right but i, I just like that model and I have a really bad habit because oh. I've got some Star Wars Legion models, not to play Star Wars Legion, but you I just, just like the Star models. Wars. Yeah, but they're so, cool. You can put them on yeah. display. Well, Dude, I've actually. had two AOS armies for ages now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I was going to say, you... you, 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 you... <laughs> like, yeah, man. You, you, well, this is the thing we need to get on so we can play you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's we, one of those we, things, isn't it? You just play what your friends play. So, like, because AJ got really into it for a while. And but then I, by the time I'd finished painting my army, he was kind of back onto other stuff. So yeah, I've never really played it, but um, one day I'll get around to it. Because he's he's got his gloom spike gits right. And you, am I right in saying you've got flesh eater courts or like undead? Yes, I have. So I have a flesh the yeah vampire army. Unfortunately, I, I made it quite a while ago, so I don't have any of the new stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, then I have an Aussie York Bone Reapers army. Oh, like the Bone Reaper things. ones look oh, so cool. Yeah. They're like my, so I think good. they're honestly maybe my favorite model race GW has done. Necropolis um, Stalkers. Really nice. Is that a, yeah, is that yeah. a model? Oh, just, they're they're like some of my favorite models just GW do. And also the range is like nothing but net. That's the thing. It's not really a model I don't <laughs> like. Like everything nice. in there I mean, is, I don't know what there. my worst model would be in the range, but like even like the basic skeletons, they're definitely, they look- you know, you know, I know a lot of people have their problems with GW, yeah. but I think they're probably the best skeleton models I've ever seen any company ever make. They're just they're just really cool. Um, there's a, I just there's miss, a, I hope they, I hope they do skeleton arches one day because that, that's such a staple. that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a really cool. Um, I remember when we were up at this was and this it goes to I guess we'll get my hobby practice eventually. But like when we were up at like one more War doubles ages ago, you know, I took a quick squiz around the exhibition, you know, because it's the best place to just walk around and stare at stuff even if you've seen it before and there is a really 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 cool osioc bone reapers like um uh, diorama oh, in there of of like the one. bone tithe yeah and there's like it's got it's got this like you know people dropping off the bones these like poor um i guess villagers who are like dropping off you know well here's grandma i guess she's gonna go be a skeleton soldier now um and then it's like inside the necropolis with them making the new um the new osiarch bone reaper soldiers and there's this like huge yeah, pit yeah. where you know that you know those boxes of gw skulls that you can get right that everyone uses yeah, for like yeah. basics and like they must have literally clipped out and emptied roughly a thousand of those to just fill up this vast pit full of skulls because it's yeah, it's yeah. about three foot high. That's <laughs> ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah, I need to get one of those. I think that's like yeah, it's a big difference. Though, you get like free terrain. And that's mm. what I think the Aussie Bone Reapers get. I don't have that, but um, I need to get that. Mm. Yeah, I got admit it's that that and the endless spells are the other draw because I like the idea of like the psychic powers you can just kind of put out or the spells you can put out and they just do stuff on the board like on kind of on their own. For sure, I will say actually as well that uh, Osiot Bone Reaper like character model, the like diorama one with three guys Kray- on the base. Is it Kratos? Is he called something? something like that? Yeah, I, I think it might it might be Kratos. If it's not that, it's something yeah. similar. Yeah, mine's actually That's with Josh, of, so he, yeah, he's like, playing that at some point. I think. 
That is oh, one that's of gonna the look sick. coolest models I've ever seen. Because yeah. it's like, it's understated. And it's exactly what the model is. Because he's a general. He's not like a, ooh, let's go in and fight. He's like, a, no, no, you're <laughs> going to go in and yeah. fight. You're going to go do this. Catacross. And that really comes out. Catacross, that's, that's it, Rich. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like I knew yeah. it. I literally he's also, <laughs> he's, he's, one of those, he's one of those models that makes you actually like uh, really get drawn into the, lo- the lore. So I haven't got it loaded, but like there's like one of the skeletons has got like black bones on it and stuff like that. And there's all these books with like stuff coming out of them. And so it's really yeah, one of those It's very models. samurai-like. Yeah, it makes you just go like, wait, what's the deal with this stuff? Yeah. There's a lot of samurai action, samurai well, they, stuff about the. the isn't isn't the deal oh, with the Osiak oh, yeah. Bane Reapers as well that they they're not they're not like um like tra- what you might call traditional undead where they're like you know oh yeah. we just raised a skeleton out of a thing it's like no they are the like souls that as, as I understand it it's the souls that like Nagash has taken but then he's put them into these bodies that are like made of bone but they're not just like human skeletons which is why Catacross is like eighteen foot tall or something and like you know all the others are like bigger than a regular human because they're made they like re shape the bone to turn it into this new material which their souls inhabit i'll be honest i actually don't know <laughs> much at all. I, think... I don't know i don't know any aos or except from the kind of the stuff josh has said on this podcast um i know mm. i do know i know you're right about the rebuilding with models because when you paint the when you follow their painting guides they're like oh you should paint different bones different colors to show that effect mm. uh, which i did not know but um i know yeah. I know they have a sub faction. The only other thing I know about the Osiot Bane Reapers, which I think is really cool, and I think would be if we ever did an AOS game, I'd almost love to play against mm-hmm. this because I think it'd be really funny. They have a sub faction where, like, when you kill them, they just explode. They're like explosive skeletons. <laughs> so when you kill funny. the unit, like they just explode. And I think they Skaven do. Skeleton. Yeah, yeah. They, they do like a little bit of mortal wounds, and obviously it's not massive because <laughs> otherwise that would be broken as all hell but like in a combat in a, in a fantasy combat game but like they do do damage when they die which is really funny they're just like oh you kill me i explode what are you going to do about it um because that's how bone reapers talk in my yeah. head uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 Chris, so what else have you done apart from the the um the Ooh. the lumineth you said you've done the custodies as well yes i put together some custodies i've done a bunch of lumineth but the big thing I'm working on at the moment is heresy. Um, I've, oh yes, this is yeah. this is the oh, is this the, the loyalist the loyalist emperor's yeah. children. No, they, they look <laughs> yeah. really cool. To be fair, I can't I can't Thank mock you because I'm seeing the paint scheme and they look bloody gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I will say. See, so like job basically again. each of my armies. Thank you. Uh, I will say <laughs> each of my armies has like a different painting technique I use for it. So my custodies, my edge highlight army, my imperial fist, and my contrast army. And I was just mm. like, right, okay. I need an airbrush army, and that's going to be the Empress Children. But, like, I don't know if I've actually told you guys, like, the depth of planning that's gone into this army. I mean, I can imagine, but please do. Please do. Please do elicit this. The Trello board's working hard. Oh, you've got no idea. Okay. (laughs) Let me spit up up my cough suite, and then I'm going to go for this. You better strap in. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay. Right. So, what I did was, I, I was like, okay, this is going to be a super narrative army. So, Six is my lucky number, so I want to have the sixth millennial <laughs> chapter. Wait, but that's also the number of Slanesh. How is it? <laughs> like, Let's not talk about straight that. Straight away. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, right, okay, I want the sixth chapter or millennial of the Empress Children. Okay, so, and then first battalion, first uh, sixth millennial. So what companies are in first battalion, sixth millennial? Now, the, the numbers of the uh, companies is sequential from one to like a thousand. So it doesn't go six millennial first battalion, first company. 
it goes six millennial uh, first battalion, like 200th company. So I had to figure out based on the number of Marines pre-heresy in the Emperor's Children, how many Marines there were per company and per chapter. And then from that, work out the averages so I could figure out how many they were average per uh, Marines per company. And then I'm use that already. to see which, <laughs> which companies were in the 1st Battalion of the 6th Millennial. So from... Nice effort, man. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so from 120,000 Marines, it means there's an average of um, 3,666 Marines per chapter which means there are per battalion five companies, which if you put go up all the way to the sixth uh, millennial, means that first battalion, sixth millennial is 216th to 220th companies. So that's how I did the markings for all the shoulder pads. No, I mean, I, I, I have nothing but admiration for the way you've worked that out, but all I imagine in my head is, you know that scene from... Um, from uh oh what is it called the 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 one where they go to Ve- again see i'm mine's not working you know the film where they go to vegas um oh uh, it's like the, the, the guy stag do yeah that's yeah. a fair few films <laughs> the hangover yeah the hangover, the hangover I, right? you know i was yeah. i know it was an h thing i was gonna be like the holiday but it's not that but you know you know the scene where he's like in the casino and all the maths is like in front of his face i just imagine you doing yeah. that but like pouring over the uh the like um Her- heretic astartes or whatever it's what's it called i've got it behind me the army of age of darkness uh, the Libra, Libra thing about yeah. that's really good so see so you <laughs> li, yeah li, yeah so, so yeah. you've 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 nailed exactly where they would sit within the empress children formation yeah and then from that i was able to look back at the black books and figure out where <laughs> all the, the markings go so because the markings the placement changes per pattern of armor so for uh, mark six armor obviously they've got the studs on the the left shoulder which means you Sorry, can I ask, is Helena there? still with you? <laughs> <laughs> Despite this, yes. I don't know how. At this point, this is how I got a divorce. <laughs> okay, okay, just checking. Just checking. Well, we but salute you, Helena. Actually... You're, a, you're, a, you're, a, you're a tolerant woman. <laughs> Honestly, this is actually the plus side of like having a, like, a partner who's in the hobby. She just gets it. Like... I can explain all this stuff to her. She's like, oh, yeah, I know what Emperor's Children are. That makes sense. And then I explain, I explain the color scheme and how I'm doing it. And she'll, like, she'll go, oh, as a painter, I get it. I understand. Can you teach me how to use an airbrush? And I'm just like, this is the best of all possible worlds. <laughs> See, Which with, with, is, with I, Kelly, yeah. I feel like uh, at the point... The point at which I'd be like, oh, yeah, the Empress Children. She'd be like, yeah, I know the Empress Children over there. And the point at which I'm then telling her that it's the 216th company onwards due to the maths I've done, she'd be like, please go outside or go hang out with your friends. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to, with all, with all, all genuineness, like the, the effort mm-hmm. that you put into the fluff around it, like is, is, you know, obviously you did it with your studies, right? It's pretty serious. And that is, that is impressive. And obviously, I guess, Horus Heresy has that because Horus Heresy is more of a you know you can do whatever you it's want with it historical. but I guess it is more a historical reenactment and I yeah and I, I use that in air yeah. quotes because obviously you know it's not real right but it, it has a law to it's it. real yeah. to me <laughs> sorry Rich sorry to break it to you but it's all spreadsheets on Gulliman's spreadsheets but yeah like you know it has that it has that kind of air to it where people do try and really match what's the detail that's been in the been in the been in the book so that's really cool it is i will actually say yeah Yeah, it is impressive yeah it it actually goes one level deeper than that as well because i'm doing my you know how oh jesus christ that's not impressive (laughs) (laughs) 
So you know how all my sergeants... How, how can it go deep? <laughs> right. So all my uh, sergeant... Every officer from sergeant upwards is going to have like a backstory as well. Um, and not just that. Um, because they like the Emperor's children... Well, no, no. So because the Emperor's children, um, they're sort of renowned for having like special interests and hobbies and they love art and stuff like that. Each of my um, uh, sergeants or whatever, they're all going to have their specialist interest areas. So the sergeant of the first tactical squad of the 216th company is Gaius Alteran, and his special interests are archaeology, history, and anthropology. And that feeds into his backstory because it's like Sims. he happens... Yeah, kind of. So his backstory is that he remembers quite a lot of his homeworld, um, where his family were like minor nobles. And so he secretly sends back like historical artifacts and stuff that he finds on his like campaigns to his family's like personal museum because like his special interest is history. Yeah, and it's like a prestige thing for them. <laughs> Gai- Gai- Gaius Indianus Jonas. <laughs> I actually have a not too dissimilar thing I, that I want to start doing with my Dark Angels because like I've been playing a lot of um, Warhammer Total War Immortal Empires because it's just awesome and uh, I've been, I always play as Bretonia just because I always liked Bretonia as a kid and like they have this thing where uh, I don't know if all the races have it but they do it where like if you do certain stuff you get like titles like you become the devoted or you become the savior and i was like i like the idea because the you know obviously dark angels are the nice yeah, yeah. and so i like the idea that they're all they'll get like little titles like this i think that'd be quite fun they're, pro- they're, pro- yeah. they're probably like the closest of any of the spaceman chapters they're definitely like the closest to the like bretonian in both like look heraldry and in like i guess story so that is awesome yeah, that's, that's, the, that's really that's, cool yeah. you can add that on yeah, that's the, that's the that's the idea. It's the one thing about the Horus Heresy Dark Angels that I love is the heraldry on all the pauldrons, and like if you paint them all separately, they yeah. all differently, it'd be really really cool. I don't have the time to do that right now, but I would love to do that one day. And I would love <laughs> I would love the forty k Dark Angels to have that, but it is a significant time sink. Um, it would be cool. I like yes. the idea that my uh, Tau commanders, you know, hey, they, they have like really cool names, like you know, Brave Storm or Bright yeah, Sword, yeah. like that. My you pick two words that are both cool, and you just <laughs> yeah. put them together, and that's a Tau commander. That's Why it. are they gonna earn a name? <laughs> just, just don't roll, don't roll on like it. Like, don't just get like a dictionary roll on a word generator table. Otherwise, you'll end up with something that's like you know, Shazo, Viola, Birdwatcher, or something. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It just won't, won't be quite as good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love he's, that. He's, he's very, he's very good. Uh, he's very... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just Just he mans the, <laughs> the storm surge, right? And he's got like his mouse in one hand and his keyboard in the other. So yeah, he's the keyboard warrior. Everyone loves him for one, 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 one. Putting in all like the also when you kill a when you kill a tower commander, the last thing you hear is them just like shouting like expletives at you. Like if you kill someone on. Maybe that's why I get along with the town commander so well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's be fair, most of the time, if you kill the town commander, what you'll just hear out of them is like, delete my hard drive! Sistersofbattle.jpg. No. Um, so, anyway, moving on then, I guess. Yeah, moving on. Um, 
I guess it's me, isn't it? Well, what have I done? I'll try and do 15 seconds. So, I've done Thousand Suns, I've done Black Legion, I've done the Chaos Knights, which are now up to, like, 2,000 points, uh, and uh, also the League's Votan. Started working on them, got the box, started painting up my dudes. I've got a little bit left still to do uh, from the box, um, but they've been quite fun two to minutes? paint. You've done some two and minutes. other than that... Yeah, I guess added on to the oh, yeah. pre-existing Tyranids, which were around in in April when we when we last did the podcast. Um, the Thousand Suns were up to like fifteen hundred points as well, so they're they're pretty pretty good going. Um, and Might then the yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, add a, add a Magnus in, and then there'll be there will be the the Thousand Suns. Um, and then I guess the other the other thing I I did I again to the AOS point, so I painted a um, just one a um, cruel ghast cruciator as part of we set a challenge on on telemany or hopes this or i set a challenge because i was an idiot to be like hey it's october let's do something spooky so i was like what do i own that's spooky and nothing i own is particularly spooky right although we will discuss spooky stuff in a bit um so i um josh's other half alice collects the night horn uh from from aos and i was like well you know ghosts are quite spooky so i ordered a cruel ghast i thought it'd be an interesting paint project because it's basically got the, the the night haunt don't really have any straight lines on them i mean this guy kind of does because he's got like a weird sort of y-shaped cross torture thing on his back he's, he's a really cool model if you look him up he's like a he's got this thing on his back he's got like chains holding his arms and he's got like all torturous tools um but it's like a lot of like blending of contrast and and doing that and what was quite funny about it is i got most of the way through it before realizing that night haunt gloom is a paint that exists which you know is like the paint oh, designed no. for night haunt uh, <laughs> there's me like blending all my all my like grays into whites and the green the blacks into greens etc etc but no it was a really cool um little project to do and again it's one of those things where i like i was like man these aos models oh they're really cool because again it, it uses a lot of you know because it's a ghost right it uses a lot of negative space um because you know it's, it's hollow it's just a big flying robe um so yeah really really cool um that was good fun and a, yeah he has a cross on his back is he night haunt jesus well, no, apparently the law behind them is they are the victim. So, so yeah, I mean, maybe he is Nighthorn Jesus, but in the Nighthorn, um, the, the, apparently, and Josh told me this, the, um, cruciators are made of the, like, souls of people who died on torture racks. And Nagash's kind of, um, Nagash's kind of, like, sadistic joke is basically, like, you will therefore become the torturer because you were dumb enough to die on a torture rack. So you become, it's kind of like a vengeance thing as well. It's like you become the torturer. So they become these like agents of suffering and they carry around like, you know, the torture tools. But they also have this, as I say, it's it's kind of like a cross. It's it's Y-shaped rather than being cross-shaped. I feel like GW were probably like, hmm, this is going to be a bit on the nose if it's cross-shaped. We that's, might have some issues with the church. That's like so unnecessarily yeah. ironically like mean. That's like you got hit by a car. Oh, yeah. Therefore, in your next life, the you will be a car. <laughs> the other bit of AOS, the, well, the the other thing I've learned, like AOS law wise, yeah, is basically Nagash is a dickhead, and he 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 like loves doing that sort of thing. So he loves like messing with you. It's like, oh you, yeah, you die, oh you die by getting run over by a horse, you know, in the world of uh, in the old world. Okay, now you're now some you're sort a horse. Of ghost cavalry. Yeah, you're a, you're a horse ghost. How do you feel about that? And it's like, oh, come on, man. Yay. I'm like, I'm I'm not even a horse ghost. I got killed by a Fiat 500. I'm like, I'm. You know, just, this is rubbish. I'm not even a good car. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> sorry, controversy. We don't do politics on this show, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight on the Conclave, Adam is well, controversial actually... about cars. 
Ed talks about Dark Age. And Reza wears a hat. I really want to check. I I love the idea that like we check this episode on like the on Anchor FM, and like literally as soon as you say that, we see loads of people just drop off. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out we had a massive audience among the among the like Fiat Five Hundred Owners Club. (laughs) I'm just going to point this out as well because it's just occurred to me. So like. We've taken so long to produce another episode that the British government has collapsed twice in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. In the, yeah, in the gap between episodes, we've gone through four twice. prime ministers. That's quite impressive. And a we're, monarch. That was quite good. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. We outlasted Liz. <laughs> we outlasted Liz. Both of them. We outlasted Liz. Oh my God. Um, so not there you <laughs> so there you go. Um, and uh, unlike, Christ. unlike, bo- unlike, unlike the monarch or the political career of the other one, we are resurrected. Um, so yes. Anyway, so that is my um, my hobby sat too on the nose. Too early, guys. I don't know. So if King so, Charles yes. listens to this Warhammer podcast, I will be Ew. amazed. I see. I see. I, I I was listening to this uh, my one of my favourite podcasts, The Conclave, near 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 Beck, and they were mocking Mummy. I was most outraged. I was trying, and I, and I was painting some night haunt, and they told me the gash is a dickhead. Camilla, we must intervene. Um. Anyway, yes, that's live from uh, from Buckingham Palace. Um. No, no. So yes, that is my that has been. What actually saying that one of the new cabinet ministers is James um, Cleverly. He, pa- he paints pictures. So, for, for my sins, I I I knew James Cleverly back in the day for reasons that he was the he was the he was the local assembly member in London for my area, uh, and I I I I worked for an MP for I did a, like an internship uh, with my local MP and therefore knew James Cleverly. I didn't know he collected Warhammer at the time because to be fair, neither did I. Um, but yes, he has been pictured with um, he has been pictured with uh, Warhammer behind him. And with uh, like codexes behind him as well. So yeah, as far as we're aware, he we have a member of government, you know, whatever we may think of them, who collects and um, paints Warhammer apparently, which is a bit of a turnout doesn't for the books. He, doesn't he have Sisters of Battle? I remember you saying that there was. Like, he had a, yeah, sisters he had a Sisters of Battle hunt. codex. Yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah, yeah, he, he had some sisters, sister battle stuff in. Someone, there's, if you go on like Reddit and stuff, you can find it. There's like a picture of him. I think he was just getting interviewed on on BBC News. Um, but say, don't don't want to get into the politics of it. But yeah, we we have somebody in government who who collects Warhammer. So that's how the next general election will be settled, uh, which should be fun. <laughs> <A Warhammer game. laughs> Can't be any more chaotic than the process we've gone through recently. Oh, yeah. I will say, <laughs> call the TO. He's been using people. his chess clock illegally. <laughs> <laughs> I will say just quickly talking about famous people who collect Warhammer. As a custodians player, I've got to I've got to point this out. So Henry Cavill just did a post. Oh, name um, drop. Where there we like, go. Yeah, name drop, name drop. Uh, he just did a post. Where he was like, oh, "I'm coming back as Superman." And as he was saying that, he was wearing a custodians T-shirt, and I was like, "Yes, yes." He was. I'm yes, all about this. Yes. So yeah, had to point. It was, to point it was when out. you saw just the top. The top of the eye and the top of the lightning bolts, and everyone was like, oh, "Ah, yeah. yeah, we know what that is, Henry Cavill, you <laughs> sexy little man, you." <laughs> um, so yeah, no, the world of, I mean, the world of the world of Warhammer celebrity perhaps has gone up in the world between what was, <laughs> what was the one I, like it was a complete rumor start of the comedy show, but it was the England manager that everyone said played Warhammer, Roy Hodgson. Really? <laughs> it was like a thing. There was like a thing <laughs> that Roy Hodgson played Warhammer, and I don't think he does, but like it because it just it was a thing started on the comedy show. But yeah, there was a thing that Roy Hodgson did it. But now we've got Henry Cavill, so we've we've upgraded 
Sorry, Roy, if That's you're so listening. Just a little bit. On a, yeah. Um. On a totally unrelated tangent, talking about football managers, I just finished watching. Ah, uh, oh, damn! I've just outed myself. Welcome I to said I was gonna Ted Lasso. Te- yeah, Ted Lasso. I said I'd watched the whole season with Helena, and I lied, and I watched it all with. Her. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Controversy. But, See, it wouldn't be the conclave without uh, revealing controversial details. <laughs> God damn it. And the worst part is, I know she listens, so like, she, I'm going to get an angry text later. Hello like, there. You bastard. <laughs> he lied. He lied to you. I think you, yeah. Uh, next time, So next God time he's it. telling you about his Empress children and all the maths he's done, you don't have to feign interest anymore. You're not obliged to, because he lied to you. That's why. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. No, Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso oh. is awesome, to be fair. It's so good. I will say as well, talking about Helena quickly, she did her first ever Golden Demon. Um, yes, yes, I saw the the Harlequin. It was oh, very nice. God. That is some pretty impressive um, hobby progress. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, literally, like started the hobby a year later, <laughs> won a finalist pin at Golden Demon. Like it was insane. But I will say, yeah, it's pretty cool. going quickly back. It's to... pretty cool. So how does that work? Sorry, because I I don't know. I assume a lot mm. of people listening won't know. Because yeah, how, yeah, how does it work? Yeah. So the way it works is that um, everyone brings their entries. Um, there was like three days or so. Uh, where people were bringing entries from like the Thursday to the Saturday, I think, um, which is apparently quite unusual. Normally, it's like everyone brings stuff in on a day and it gets judged, and it's like same day for everything. But this was like quite a process. So everyone brought in their their models, and they were all put in cabinets so everyone could look around and see who did what. There were some beautiful models. Like after having chatted to um, a bunch of people there, like um, Andy Wardle, for example, um, mm. who's like won a bunch of times. He's been going for years. He was like, this is the strongest year there's ever been because there hasn't been a Golden Demon in the UK since like 2019, like three years. Mm. It was like so pre-pandemic, people, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. So people had stuff from you know pre-pandemic stuff they've been working on or just stuff they've been working on for three years. So the mm. level of competition was insane. And so oh, I'm I mean, looking around, I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like the, the, that how uh, there were a couple that stood out to me obviously the guy that won the slayer sword with the 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 oh. diorama like the way he yeah, did the water on that was it was just yeah, nuts yeah, like and it, so it, wasn't it like seven hundred seven hundred hours that went into that it's just like it's it's yeah. mad like the, resin the, water, water. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just so the, it's I, the story thing it's like how you it, that's what really makes a great golden demon is when you look at it and it's just a story yeah oh yeah, yeah. Like, it tells the story the straight away, that, right? It's just beautiful. Oh, yeah. The, the thing that won the Slayer Sword was um, it was the, the Gargant versus like that sea monster. And like we're talking about the, the resin. Honestly, as soon as everyone walked in, there was that model. And there was one by a guy called David Soper, which is a, a custom like Nurgle demon thing. Um, as soon as everyone walked in, everyone just went, okay, it's either that or Soper's thing for Slayer Sword. Like, immediately you knew. I was on Team Gargant because I thought it was amazing. But like you walked in and you were like, holy shit, I've never seen anything like this, especially because of the resin. And I found out what it took to do that resin on a slight tangent. I apologize. Basically, the guy, he's not like a Warhammer guy. He's like a toy maker. So he has access oh, wow, to okay. stuff that like no one else does. Yeah. And so what he did for the resin Is he was he cast <laughs> it upside down. Um, and then... Um, oh, hang on. Sorry, Siri is telling me to do things. Um, anyway, <laughs> we activate, activate it. <laughs> yeah, Enter activate, activate Siri. 
Siri's yeah. like, stop telling him, telling everyone his secrets. His yeah. threatening him. He, yeah. he, he cast it upside down in a cast he'd made custom, um, mm-hmm. and then put that into a uh, a vacuum chamber to make all the bubbles come out. Wow. And he had to wow. like he had to get a big vacuum chamber as well, which he happened to have. Um, and then but to to do that beforehand he had to paint all the feet and stuff but because the resin has like a lensing effect um it like magnifies what's in it so he had to paint like water, the feet like better water, than right? the rest of the model yeah yeah exactly so the feet are painted like better than everything else because they're that's insane in a bit that's yeah. insane oh, yeah, and like wow. it's it really genuinely it shocks me the degree to which like pictures don't capture what that model was i'd love to see it in person it's one of those ones where i just think yeah as you say like you see it in person it's probably just a whole different experience because i the other one oh, the other yeah. one i'd love to see in person to be fair as well which i thought was really good and I, obviously it didn't, didn't win slayers all but I, I think it did very very well was the um <laughs> there was like a, a a custom made bust of a tau fire warrior oh yeah and yes. the level of detail yes. on that was and it the the way it like like it looked alive like it, it looked yeah, like the yeah, towel yeah. was standing there, or I guess stood there in the yeah. room with you. Like it's so cool, yeah. so I mean, cool. I saw that model and I remember looking because that was in the open category, and that's right. the category that DW staff can enter. And right, it's because it, yeah, because he works noticed, for them, right? That guy. Yeah, 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 he's one of their painters. I didn't know this previously, but you cannot win Slayer Sword if you enter the open category because that's the one all the GW painters enter as well. That's fair. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. But like, I was talking to some people afterwards. Like, we prepare for some name drops here. Um, Fletcher, from, like, <laughs> Tabletop Tactics, for example. Um, I was having a chat with him, and he was just like, "I might do a bust next time because this is insane. Like, this is they crazy. are they are crazy. Like some of the, some of those custom, you know, like skate like the busts, but also like some of the other models where they're they're just you know because obviously my understanding and correct if I'm wrong on this is that obviously the rules are you either have to use GW minis or it's something that you just entirely build and sculpt yourself, right? Like either using their parts or completely original stuff. So it's you know it's obviously like so. you can't 3D print something and then do it that way, right? I guess and, and maybe unless you design it like in like in game rules, I don't know. But that's my understanding. But yeah. some of the stuff people wear entering that was like clearly custom made was like okay not only have you painted it and gone to all the effort of doing this beautiful painting but like you've sculpted this thing or you've worked with someone to design and sculpt it like that's nuts like the amount of effort people do and it just shows you that the it's another example of where the hobby when we talk about the hobby right and i know Mm. in some circles that's a controversial term referring to warhammer as the hobby um but anyways uh yeah uh, we'll we'll talk well we'll we'll talk about it maybe later or after the show but yeah apparently that's a thing um but yeah the the um but yeah no really weird but yeah so when we talk about the hobby and obviously we think of oh yeah it's painting it's building it's playing the game it's playing the video games it's watching youtube videos it's listening to lore it's reading the books right but then it's like there's this whole you know segment of even within the painting of just art you know i mean it's all art right but it's just genuine art and craftsmanship to like the highest level that you would get in loads of other hobbies and it's it's amazing i I really like to go you know obviously we've you know we've all been to tournaments where people have painting competitions and there are some amazing stuff that gets entered right and the effort that people go to with their armies even people people we know right who who, who put in effort to their armies is just amazing but like i'd love to go 
at some point to like a golden demon or similar or maybe uh what was it iron skull was the one that was running london um is is a good example of that just to just to just to look at it like you would go around a museum or an art gallery because that is what it is you know it's art it's it's people's art and people's Honestly, effort it's so worth it like i actually didn't have time to enter anything so i was i was literally just mm. there uh also for people who don't know helena is silver paints um i was um like just cheerleading her the whole time and just like hanging out and helping her with content <laughs> i do and... now have this image of you stood next to her model just being like silver silver she's a girl Woo! if she can't do it that's terrible i don't know that's, i'm trying to think of something that rhymed there <laughs> yeah but that's not were, i'm not gonna lie there were a couple of times where people were like looking in like looking at the cabinet and i was just nudging them and be like hey that harlequin's really good <laughs> Look, the Gargan's good, right? But if you follow yeah. me, <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, that's... it was it was super interesting just being able to talk to everyone. And I got to say, just quickly, sort of like last point on it, I got to meet um, like someone I'd never thought I'd meet. I put a post on, on this uh, on my Instagram. Um, so you know, there's that super famous diorama of Horus versus the Emperor. Yeah, I met I met the guy that did that. Um, nice. You met Horus. Mike, yeah. <laughs> you met you met Horus Heresy. Yeah. So, <laughs> he was the Warhammer forty thousand. But uh yeah, so his name's Mike McVeigh. And it was so interesting because like he's actually been out of like Warhammer as a hobby for like quite a long time and he's doing mm. like other stuff. Mm. Um and so like he came back to this golden demon just to like look around because they had a display in the back of all of his old stuff. And like That's really people cool. walking up to him like all weekend and be like holy shit you're mike mcveigh i love your stuff like and i said to him like dude your stuff helped me get into the hobby as a kid and he got a bit emotional and he was just like i i had no idea because the last time he's only ever been to warhammer world once before that weekend and it was in 2007 and so like for him to come back into this and for people to know who he was he was like i painted that the horus heresy thing when i was 20 and like I had no idea that it would become this crazy thing. In he the was hobby. twenty years just, old. Wow, that's very that's impressive. Nuts, yeah, like twenty it? or twenty-two. It was, mm. it was mental. Like the things wow, he was drugs waste of time. I couldn't paint anything then. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Tell me about it. <laughs> but it was yeah. It was it was a fascinating event. Really had a great time. Yeah. Well, I was going to say on on and perhaps this this moves us neatly onto our sort of next topic of both stuff that's happened and what's new, what's coming up. Because you know we're getting started again, we might as well talk about what's coming up and what we're excited about, right? But one thing I'm excited about that I'll start with in the realm of Warhammer events, where there will definitely be a paint competition, is Warhammer Fest. Because Warhammer Fest is in Manchester in 2023, which. I went to university in Manchester. I bloody love Manchester. I think it's a fantastic city. So the opportunity to go back to Manchester, eat at all my favourite restaurants, drink a lot of beer and hang out with really cool people and do my favourite hobby is like the ideal combo for me. I think that sounds awesome. Uh, so I'm going and I assume you're going. I just want to oh, shoot yeah, people with a lasgun. Oh yeah, they got laser tag. Oh, they're doing yeah. The... yeah. Yeah, man. That's going to be sick. That's like just, heaven yeah. for me. I'm just yeah, I'm just well excited for that, and I I say I, there'll be painting competitions there, so I kind of hope there's that kind of golden demon level of just beauty. Well, no, to it's um, it is um, golden demon. Oh, it's oh they're doing golden demon there as well. Okay, yeah. well there we go. Oh wow, <laughs> sell it to me even more, yeah. Alex. Um, I'll so guys, is this going to be a got... bigger golden demon? 
Yeah. Because I, I do know one of the things this um, year was people were saying it was very tough to get tickets. Like there wasn't actually many, yeah. many tickets. I know there was Dude, a huge demand, but. It was crazy. So like me and uh, I'll say Silver now, like me and Silver, like we couldn't get tickets in the first round. We had to go on Instagram and say, does anyone have spare tickets? Like I was so lucky. At first, I said, like, oh, does anyone have spare tickets? I don't want to let my girlfriend just go alone to Golden Demon for her first time. And one guy replied immediately, and he was just like, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to go. Um, I just got hit by a car. And let me Jesus check Christ. my first. And I was just like, And you were dude. like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, were, you were, like, turning off the engine so it didn't make noise in the background, going, oh, really? That's, that's a shame. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, like I, that guy actually never got back to me. I realize now um, I should inquire as to his health. In all seriousness, we but... hope you're okay. Sorry. Yeah, we, yeah, we, <laughs> yes. we're very kind of you to donate your ticket to Alex, but uh, we really hope you're, you know, <laughs> recovered from being hit by a car. That's quite serious. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thankfully I managed to get uh, tickets in the end from, from another source. That was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you didn't even get a ticket was... from the guy who got hit by a car. You just told us someone got hit by a no. car and it, you got tickets to someone else. Oh, you didn't even get a ticket from him. Oh, well, in oh, that case, no, no. I mean... I'm sure he wants right. everyone to know. Right. Well, I, I, hope, I hope you recovered and also, like, you know, were able to go to Golden Demon as part of your recovery, my dude. I hope you're good. <laughs> yeah. You better send I'm that man a Christmas card, Alex. Like... That's, a, that's a tangent that we, I don't even know how you managed to get that in. That's that story. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I if there's Golden say... Demon there, that'd be really cool. Hmm. The guy who did uh, give me a ticket is um, Keys Minis, so K I E S underscore Minis. Follow him, absolutely great guy. Oh I yeah, yeah, I, f- I follow well. him on on Instagram. Yeah, go and follow mm. him on Instagram. Really nice guy. Yeah. Oh, he's really they do some really say... good stuff. Um, mm. Oh, that's oh yeah, go on. I was just gonna say quickly, one thing that kept on happening, and like as we've we've come out of COVID, well, we've come out of lockdown, and like we're going to more events and stuff. One thing that does keep on happening, and this happened a lot at Golden Demon, was people walked up to me and me and Silver, and they were like, "Hey, lovely to see you," blah blah blah, and you'd look at them and be like, "I have no idea who this person is," and then they'd say, "Oh, I'm Primaris Ultra," like, "Oh, yes, of course it's you," because like no one knows anyone's face. <laughs> so genuinely, and I said I put this on Instagram, I'm bringing a roll superhero like, names of like no, no, I'm bringing a roll of like stickers and a marker. So that anytime I see anyone, I can be like, here's your Instagram name. Put it on your chest so people know who you are. It's so helpful. <laughs> like a, like a happy to help badge. I like it. That is yeah. forward thinking. That's forward thinking. <laughs> oh, man. I was just going to say, I'm, I was, that's like... Um, uh, oh. So there's, there's in our like Battlefield Bermondsey group that we're, where we chat, you know, hobby and stuff, and we be meet up for events and that. Lawrence has joined this as well. Who is um oh what is he on Instagram? Um, Baharoth, Baharoth, the oh. cry of old paint, right? Who mm. <laughs> when he first joined when he first joined the like the the like group chat was like oh, I'm Lawrence, I'm and I was like oh yeah I vaguely know this guy from somewhere there. And then it was like yeah he's the guy who does the absolutely awesome like he's put together this diorama of Gilliman you know getting like his it's the artwork of Gilliman being like selected as the yeah, imperial gathering region storm artwork, yeah. gathering storm yeah mm. it is so cool 
Uh, it is amazing. And uh, if he's listening, Lawrence, yeah, really bloody cool, mate. Can't wait to see it in person. Um, but until then, I will just enjoy it through the medium of Instagram um, because it is it is genuinely quite stunning work, the amount of effort that's gone into it. Um, and I feel like that's a Golden Demon entry in future at some point, right? Surely, um, with the amount of you effort that's into so. that. Um, it's like it's, it's nuts. It's got Celestine, it's got Call, obviously Gilliman. Well, it has like a diorama section of Golden Demon, don't it? So yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. As you say, that's what we uh we had to enter Silver's entry into the diorama section because we were worried <laughs> that her base was too big. Because her base is literally just a chunk of slate that we brought back from holiday in Germany. We just found it on a mountain. <laughs> we we're like, that'll do. Hey, listen, listen, listen. You know how I feel about slate bases, right? You know <laughs> my blood angels have got the authentic Welsh slate base bases, right? So I am I am a big supporter of the use of international I mean Wales. Yeah, I don't. Whoever I say here, I'm <laughs> is it international? Is it not? It's it's a country. So yeah, I you know sourcing your slate. It's just like yeah, it makes great base material. So I'm a big supporter of that. That's really cool. But is there, so are there? I I take it therefore. Sorry, we're getting into like this is becoming a golden demon podcast, but it's worth talking about because it's an interesting <laughs> hobby topic. It is. It, I take it there are like base size restrictions then on on like if you do individual model, you can't have it on like a giant. Pli- I mean, you can't have it on a certain size. Cause I've seen them put big like big plinths with then an individual model on it right it really depends i think it used to be the case i guess also that is that like because it could be an advantage right mm-hmm. if you do oh, sorry I was, I was just saying it could be like an advantage if you do one small model on a base but it's like a really crazy base is that considered <laughs> is that considered <laughs> like cheating uh, yeah i don't know like how does that work? No, it's, fair, it's a fair point as far as I'm, as far as I understand it, you actually don't get extra points for the basing. It just has to frame the model. So if you have like a crap model with amazing ah, basing, it's not going to do well. Um, and also, like, it's probably it used good to rule, be the case. Be as, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, it used to be the case that you would have to use the base the model was supplied with. But now it's kind of a lot more anything goes. I think. Oh, interesting. We were. It right. was a good thing that Silver went into Diorama as opposed to Single Miniature because Single Miniature, the competition was insane. Like for 40k and Age of Sigmar, mm. it was like I've never seen. Um, Diorama, there was some crazy stuff in there as well, but obviously less entries. And I think it was didn't, probably didn't a good Diorama. The base was really big. Didn't 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 Diorama have that one with the the Space Marine like doing the Matrix thing where it was jumping through the like smashed glass window as well? I remember seeing uh, yeah, that. Was, yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty yeah. good. Dude, yeah, I met the guy that made that and I, I I shook his hand because I was like, dude, that's insane. I have no idea who you made it because like that one bronze. Like, does that does that mean that Crypto, sorry, can I just bronze. ask? Does that mean anybody mm-hmm. whose hand you didn't shake at Golden Demon you think did a bad job? <laughs> Well, Everyone who's watching yes, went to Golden I Demon. Can they be like, Quipsy didn't shake my hand. I'm not going again. <laughs> <laughs> Just going around shaking everybody's hand next time to make sure. <laughs> Dude, this was actually the really good thing. So while Sil- well, Silver got invited as well to do like a hobby challenge while we were there. But obviously... She got invited, and I'm kind of just cheerleading. So I just wandered around and like said hi to everyone the whole time. I was having a fantastic day. I mean, like this is this is to, like to go back to like Warhammer Fest. This is where I'm I'm because there is a tournament at Warhammer Fest, right? That weekend there is a Warhammer mm. tournament, and having now done the doubles tournament at Warhammer World, 
which was freaking awesome. Like like doing mm-hmm. doing tournaments of Warhammer World is like something else. It's just really good fun. Um, I feel like a GW tournament would be a really interesting like fun experience. But at the same time, I don't want to spend all my weekend up there. And I know it's like a three day event, but I don't want to spend all weekend just playing Warhammer. I kind of just want to wander around, watch other people play, and like hang out with you know you guys and hang out with people from who who've come from all over the country and all over the world, presumably because like. I mean, yeah. this thing is a huge... Like, the venue it's in, to be clear, is the big conference centre in the... In, like, right in the centre of Manchester. It's called the GMEX now. Oh, sorry, it's called Manchester Central. It used to be called the GMEX. I've actually been there for some events before, and it is, like, it's an old station. Like, it was it was built as a station. So if you imagine, like, you know, like, the, the huge station hall at, like, Paddington or Waterloo or whatever, or any, any large station in a British city, it's that, but the whole thing's an event space. Mm. And apparently it's in that central hall. So it's it's going to be gigantic. Like, it's going to be mental. Yeah. I just I just kind of want to wander around and chat to people and hang out. I don't... I want to play, but I sort of don't. You know what I mean? It's like, what do I Honestly, do? I would, I would say personally, like, don't bother bringing an army. Like, that kind of event. Especially because, like, at this yeah. point, people know us from the podcast. Like... We'll be walking around and we'll <laughs> it's a bold assertion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Sorry, do you know who I am? No, yeah, you're right. Not today. <laughs> We've not recorded for a few months, Alex. <laughs> I yeah. think that's gone now. <laughs> hey, the people have been asking, so we're we're back. Yeah. And the, you know, so yeah. Well, if you're going I've to, been... if I mean, look, it, I guess people who are listening are going to go. Then yeah, we'll we'll see you there. Yeah, and it's. It is nicer just having a more relaxed. Also, podcasts are famous around. for not having your face in them. So like, it's. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to wear we'll have to wear we'll have to wear conclave t-shirts with like our you know like the like the Beatles like our four faces we'll do it we'll do a photo shoot of us four crossing um, the Abbey Road uh, crossing oh, in like London that would be that would be, that'd be that's, quite funny be yeah let's actually picture. do that yeah, yeah. Guys, I'm telling you name but tags. each of us with like our, our name tags are the gear. way to go <laughs> 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 yeah but then people will just think we're like staff they'll be like excuse me where's the toilet I'll be like no no I'm, I'm not I don't well, it, well, I mean, it's over, networking it's or over. something. It's, it's over it's over there but but i don't work here. oh thanks mate yeah and uh which way's the bot well i mean it's over there but i don't work i don't work here yeah but i know it's all right thanks mate um i'm sorry um, but yeah no that, yeah no no it's a fair play it's a good idea to wear a name tag i i think you know we've got to make our name tags seem to be ridiculous which is maybe we should get t-shirts printed with each of our individual faces on them then with our name underneath <laughs> or on top of the face like in black and white on a black T-shirt, I think that would be quite funny. But anyway, we can we can discuss this There's some way off yet. I know the tickets go live on uh, the 11th of November on Bonfire Night, so in the UK, so uh, they are they are around then if people do want to go. Um, but we should talk about what else we has happened. And I think at this point, it's probably worth going over to the lawmaster, or but certainly the man who seems to have an innate knowledge of the books um, for sure. Which is Mr. Sandman, because Mr. Sandman, before we started recording, we were all discussing, you know, what's happened, what have we been up to, what has passed in the time that we've not been recording. And you made the very salient point that, like, even in the world of the Black Library books, we've had, like, quite a few really big, important ones. So what have we had? I realised what the other one was as well. The other one was Goblite, Quipster. Oh, I don't think, I don't think God Blight had come out by the time we, we last recorded, which um, God is damn. awesome. If if you if you if you if you really don't like reading, still buy that book and just read like the last five chapters because if you mm. love, if you that, love that's space um, that's that's the Gulliman one, right? It's got good like yeah yeah. yeah okay, outside outside of really devastation good, yeah. of like outside of like devastation of bar, that's got to be like the furthest forward we've ever gotten in 40k. Um, 
I'm doing my skeptical face because I fundamentally disagree with you guys. On this you don't one. like that I book? I did Ooh. not like God like that much. Ooh. I don't like it that much. Oh, so no, I love it. You can see yourself out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. There's even, there's even custodies in it a little bit. But um, yeah, like oh, I love that. Yeah, so we had that. And then, of course, we had Echoes of Eternity, which is... Um, oh, that was... Yeah, that I was mean, me and Quipster have spoken about Echoes of Eternity quite a bit, actually, over WhatsApp. And um, it's kind of fascinating because that, that book does a really good job of uh, explaining how tired the loyalists are in the Siege of Terror. Um, this obviously oh, this is the penultimate book, cool. so the loyalists are properly nearly done. Um, this is also Sanguinius's book, which is very oh, it's so beautiful. I think because we, we've had we've had Sanguinius's last word to last um, words to Jagatai, and then we get his last words to Dawn, and like I nearly cried in that fucking scene. That's yeah, so um, Mate, and then is... yeah, the Carrion Throne as well. We had that um, Dark City came out, which is again also just m- massive lore. Um, I don't know because it's things resolve, but uh, massive law developments in that one definitely. So it's been <laughs> it's been a, it was a hell of a summer for for law actually. Now that I think about it, mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. like Echoes of Eternity. I yeah, I was like, I love that book. Like, just I mean, first of all, Space Jesus, right? Everybody, everybody loves Sanguinius. Yeah, yeah. I love Sanguinius. You love we all love Sanguinius, right? But yeah, the the sense of um, the sense of dread that it conveyed among like even dawn like even him just starting yeah. to go like that's it, it boys with like yeah. this is it now we, we're we're gonna lose it's just a case of how long can we how many of them can we kill before we get done base basically at that point yeah yeah it's there's just a bit, so, there's a bit where so sanguinius affecting. there's a bit where sanguinius is literally like uh in his last words to dawn i remember is like um uh you know gilliman's not gonna reach us but he will avenge us like that's the level of even yeah. Sanguinius is like, yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> So um, I will say, like, just... oh, what was it? There's, there's one bit obviously involving the custodies that I was just like, oh my god, this if they if they've got here, this is unbelievable. There's a bit where they um, they've got refugees from the palace yeah. who are in the inner sanctum, and they're in this room where they keep all the crazy old like documents, like the actual treaty with Mars kind of thing and there's just like a family underneath it yeah the treaty of olympus and there's a family underneath it who are just like not doing well and this custodian looks at them and he's just like they have absolutely no idea the importance of the document they're sitting under how did it get here or how did it come to this and like yeah especially those first three chapters yeah no 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 go on sorry I was going to say, these first three chapters, he must, Aaron Dubsky-Bowden must have had input from, like, a geologist or, like, atmospheric scientist or something. Because, like, the way they describe the hurt that has been done to the planet is just, it conveys the sense of hopelessness that I've never seen expressed anywhere like that before. Greta Thunberg would be outraged, Uh and rightly so. Uh, by what they've yeah. done to Terra, it's not gone well. The environmental damage has not been a big consideration for the traitors <laughs> or the loyalists. It is uh, like, yeah, it is. It is so. It's bleak. Is the word I would use. Bleak. A hundred percent. I mean, sort of like I want to. I want to wind back a little bit though and talk about it, Godblight. Like, sorry, I was. I was going to say like Rich, Godblight. 
Why did you like it so much? I'm so intrigued. Uh, just, I just, I really like Gulliman as a character. I feel like he portrayed, yeah. he's quite, um, pers- per- I don't, it's really weird to say, but he's quite personable. Like he, he, he conveys a, a um, he makes a Primark human. Um, and the, the kind of like, I, it's, you're taking me back because that book did come out a long time ago. But the, <laughs> what he was thinking and the challenges he was having and uh, like he was being torn between like, you know, the emperor being religion or, or not and him actually like contemplating it and the challenges yeah. he had to go through with the whole, um, the, the, was it the Nurgle planet? I can't remember now. What, what planet was it they were on when he was fighting them? Is that Nurgle planet? Oh, I don't uh, remember. Yeah, yeah that's that's so you're I really testing. Like, yeah, Ajax. Because yeah, Ajax is, nice. is such a beautiful world yeah. that got got got. Um, yeah, because it's yeah. a it's a it's an See, old, old Nordic that's known for its beauty, and it got completely obviously you know, yeah. Nurgleified. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the, the, the what happened at I'm, the end. I'm totally with you, Rich. I don't know what you. I don't know what you're fucking talking about, Quips. Man, <laughs> like, that, that was such a good book. Like, hey, I think in a bunch of ways, I really like that. I really like that kind of description of Nurgle. I like Nurgle to that degree. Like, I like it a tiny bit jokey. Um, I like it when because pe- also, you know, one thing that people do get wrong is Nurgle is not just purely nice guy. The end of that book is like, oh no, Nurgle is an evil chaos god, by the way. Just to, just to remind you, uh, and like, it's actually a little bit jovial. The characters are really interesting. The interpolitics of Nurgle is really funny, and um, yeah, yeah, it's quite good. Just, I loved the they portrayed that really I- well. The the politics bit. Yeah, one thing Sorry, about Gilliman that I've really, I love that they're doing this is that they haven't just gone, oh no, Gilliman's actually secretly this amazing fighter and he can beat all of the Demon Primarchs. He hasn't won a fight versus mm-hmm. the Demon Primarch yet. What he has done right. is done what Gilliman should do and actually use his intelligence. And like Rich is talking about with the religion, because I, I, I was not excited at all for Gilliman to kind of have all these intense discussions about religion. But then this actual discussion on <laughs> wait the emperor was definitely not a god but now is he a god and if this has changed him does that mean it's changing me and we get like some really interesting effects and the 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 big scene in the in the book um how you cannot enjoy yeah. that quipster i don't understand okay as an imperium fan that's mental I, actually I one thing i'll say was, it's a bit of a spoiler but like you find out quite quickly yeah one thing in the books you find out is that at the start of this book, Gilliman reveals that he doesn't remember anything from his conversation with the Emperor, which I loved. And then you find out the kind of things that were said yeah. later on. And it was it's a really cool idea. Yeah. I mean, I think it's... We'll, we'll, we'll add this caveat now really quickly. We're going to spoil the shit out of this book. So if, if you... As we do with basically every book we, <laughs> okay. we talk about. Yeah. Tune out now. Tune out now. Yeah. So, like, I will say the bit where he talks to the emperor and he remembers that conversation and is like tool son blah, blah, blah. it goes down the list of like things as he's talking to gilliman that was astounding and i was like this is holy shit this is amazing what i didn't like and ruined the book for me is that mortarian's a fucking idiot like he's mortarian's a primarch he's supposed to be this strategic genius and yet what he does is he finds Gilliman inside a ring of psychers and goes, ah, oh, yeah, I guess that's nothing to deal with. Or that's nothing to worry about. Lands in the middle of the ring of psychers and then is immediately trapped in a, like, Gilliman's trap. It's like, are you thick? Like, but what it, the fuck? But it isn't, isn't the thing, and I, I, 
I, I like Mortarian. Like, I liked um, Buried Dagger, right, in the Horus Heresy. I thought it was a great mm. book about, yeah. like, who Mortarian is and where he comes from. But the whole thing with Mortarian yeah. is, like, he has a fantastically large chip on his shoulder. Like, a lot of the Demon yeah. Primarchs, right? Like, so he's ju- it's just that, that kind of, like, arrogant, you know, much the same way as uh, Magnus is down. Magnus's downfall is always his arrogance, right, in, mm. in, in so many ways. And I think for Mortarian, it's kind of the same. It's like, he's so arrogant that he's just, like, no i can take down like i want revenge and he, it's also that as well he's driven by the need to get one over on gilliman so he does make <laughs> yeah. stupid decisions i completely agree I, but I, it, I, it's I, not I, a yeah. character i do get that point <laughs> i do get that that idea of like because i can't remember the exact quote but there is literally a bit where he he does as he enters the fight with gilliman he's like huh yeah there's a lot of psychers anyway uh, and gareth <laughs> yeah. starts, starts fighting but like <laughs> yeah, yeah as, i think it's i think adam said on the money it's like it's the ar- the arrogance of the primarchs that actually does kind of track pretty well. Also, he's <laughs> he's so psychically powerful. None of those Primarchs, none of those psychers are actually an, uh, a threat to him realistically, mm. which is why he would kind of disconcert them. And yeah, they are like... they're not a threat to him. It's like it's not it's one of those things they don't properly explain it. We're not supposed to really know. It's co- like Gilliman could basically contact the Emperor because of the psychic leak link combined with the fact that people think he's a god combined with the fact that the Emperor is now a god and. Like he'd taken yeah. him to the Garden of Nurgle, and it was kind of, it was all kind of mystical. It kind of made sense, and Gilliman was definitely like not sure this would work. But, um, <laughs> but also, I will say on Mortarian, yeah, I mean, one thing I did like is that Mortarian actually. And one, it's kind of actually mixed feelings, I guess. Because one thing about Mortarian is Mortarian actually, in a way, does everything right. He wins. Mm-hmm. Like he actually he, he corrupts Ultramar and he kills Gilliman. But then he still loses because um, it you doesn't know, count if, if Gilliman allows you to kill him. Well, he gets right. back up on a on a four. But, plus, but right? Gilliman would always is. have to allow. <laughs> like, Gilliman would never kill Mortarian. Mortarian is like Warmaster tier Primarch, and Gilliman is. Just, no, 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 I yeah. I agree. Like, yeah. there's no way in a one-on-one Gilliman's coming out of that. But mm. I just think the execution of his trap was a little bit like, look, there's a trap. Guess I'll step in it then. Like. Yeah. It just—it didn't ring. I wouldn't. I would like. Personally. I would just never get over that that line where he uh, speaks for the with the emperor and he's like, "And nobody's will is stronger." Oh, that's a line. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> the, warp, the warp is nothing. Only will remains, and nobody. I thought. Will I, th- I thought is that. Stronger. I thought that was. I thought that was really good as well because it really it really nails the whole thing of why the chaos gods see him as the anathema. Yeah. Also, like, that depiction yeah. of Nurgle as just like an old guy in a shack. That was beautiful. Yeah. I love that. That was amazing. Yeah. God, I didn't even remember that. Yeah. God, no, how I, long well, ago I hope... did this book come out? Yeah. Uh, it was published in May 2021, actually, originally, was the original I'll t- release. I'll tell you, it was actually one thing I didn't like. It's just towards the end. So I can't remember the name of the character. One of the Ultramarines is uh, they're fighting in like a library or something, and he finds a book. And the book is called um, The Reign of the Emperor Sanguinius. And I'm just like, oh, I cannot be asked to have... Was it Tagirius? I think he was yeah, around yeah, there, but yeah, I, don't think, yeah, I don't think he the, found the book. No, so but he... So, I, oh, God, you're, this is really testimony. you got to have a brilliant memory if you remember all these details, because I'm struggling. <laughs> but I remember... I think he was there, but I don't that, think he, I Is think it, it Mateus who's Phoenix? the, Phoenix the guy yeah. Maybe. No, no, no. But there's, no, there was... Um, Rich, you're right. The little... Yeah, the, is it Mateus? He found the book, and then he knows the mm. secret about creating the. Uh, yeah. oh God, I'm not familiar. Second, period, yeah. the, the, I always hate. Tigerus was fighting the demon. That was what it was. He was yeah. fighting. Yeah, yeah. So I keep going. 
but I always hate that fucking storyline because it's so fucking stupid. It's always the storyline of like, you know what? Actually, I think Gilliman is actually a legion builder. He, he just wants to build the legions. It's like what the guy that disbanded all of the legions. That's your big fucking argument. It makes no sense when anybody says that <laughs> in the book, and it always really annoys me. <laughs> Like you do realize he wrote the codex, right, lads? Yeah, like, his yeah. name's it's, it's, on the front. This is one. This is famous thing: is that he disbanded the legion. They're just like, you know what? He's just a legion builder. He just wants his own army. That's like, where right, they get politics the, so right. It's like, if, if, he wanted, if he sense. wanted the emperor dead and he wanted to rule the rule the the, uh, the imperium, he would have just allowed Horus to kill everybody and then mop up. That would have been easy. Mopped up. E- yeah. Easy way to get Emperor yeah. Gilliman. Well, but, well, actually, yeah. do you know what? That that is one thing. One thing I like about all this, about how it's all coming together, right? Is like, and to, to go back to Echoes of Eternity a little bit here, and obviously, you know, what happens at the end of Echoes of Eternity as well. Let, let's be clear: some things happen that are quite cool. Um, but is the fact that, like, to Ed's point about mopping up, right? Like, Gilliman could have mopped up there. Like, like even if Horus had won that, and obviously, you know, no spoilers, mm. we know he doesn't, right? You get yeah. you you get to see in that book really clearly like i know we said how demoralized and, and and bleak it is for the defenders but it ain't actually that much better for the traitors like they're yeah. they're on the edge as well like this is taking its toll on them and they, they think they're gonna win like at this point they're like yeah we're gonna win well, well maybe no, not after the events they of this know book, they're but, gonna win. you know yeah yeah well they yeah i guess yeah they do because we're obviously i'm speaking with hindsight right which is 2020 <laughs> but they, they they know they're gonna win but even then like you know the, the stuff in that book with lotara saren as well oh, is just brutal. i mean it's just so good the like the regular human i mean also i would say if you're if you're a world eaters fan and you haven't read this book yet like read it because it's really really good on the world eaters stuff as well and it's quite nice to see the world eaters and the blood angels. These kind of two sides of the same angry coin, or angry corn, even dare I say it. Um, like you get to see their stories a little bit more, and the, the stories of the regular humans. It's both both in terms of um, uh, Dominion Zephan and his like retinue of uh, of um, uh, I was going to say servitors, but they're not. What are they? Like Legion serfs, his like family that serve him. Mm. That's really cool. And then we get the human side of the world eaters story, which is not something you normally expect to hear about Lotara Saren, who's a very cool character, and like what corruption has done to her is just oh, oh it's just horrific. It's There's just horrible. It's just so sad. So okay, name drop again. Uh, me and Winters actually did a podcast about this uh, a while ago when the book came out. I just haven't been able to release it yet. And um, one of the things we talked about was the utter self-delusion of the traitors to the point they just oh, yeah. don't understand like what's happening to them. Like the the, the big thing is spoiler. Um, Rich, close your ears for a sec. Uh, the the Warhound pilots. Like, the thing that happens to them. And, like, when you get that reveal, you're just like, oh, God, it is so yeah, much worse than, nice, like, anyone <laughs> thinks. No, it's terrible. And just, like, the level of self-delusion required to but not it, understand that those things are happening to you. It does, it does a really good job of demonstrating the perniciousness of chaos. I think yeah. really well, and it goes like to your point about the custodies in in the like the archives when you know and they're basically demons appear is one of the things that happens, yeah. um, and it's like they breached you know the emperor's aegis the shield you know the psychic shield which is defending the palace, um, and it it goes to something like that about you know 
how do because you know a lot of the a lot of the people that are traitors are not they're not just comically and it, again sorry this is like, it's like trying to link everything together here right but this goes to like the point i make about why i love the black legion books when we were talking about like the models that ed's put into his, his army and, and you know again i think ed also driven by the fact you're a big fan of the black legion books right is that yeah. they 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 just show you how otherwise good people turn to evil in this world because a lot of them are still like quite noble they think what they're doing at least initially in, in the horus heresy they kind of feel like what they're doing is right and they feel like they're standing up against you know a tyrannical emperor who did lie to them he did lie to them right let's be fair he lied to them about the nature of the universe he lied to them about the nature of what they are if they were primarchs and they all have various issues right but there's there's actually not that many of them that are just like comically snidely whiplash you know <laughs> twirling the mustache evil yeah right and you, you yeah. see, like, like Latara Saren is a great example. She's loyal to the World Eaters. That's her thing. She's like, I am loyal to the World Eaters. Therefore, whatever they do, I follow. And she follows. Mm. And it takes her down this dark path and to that point of self-delusion of just being like, wait, it can't be what... It, this can't be what things have become, right? And how bad things have gotten on um, the... What's it called? The Conqueror, the ship that she she commands, right? The, the big, the big yeah. um, Gloriana class that, that is the World Eaters ship. And it's like when she realizes, like when you get that that realization again of what's happened to her and what she's become. Oh man, I I, I thought that was really good. That's one of the that's one of the, the best bits about that book, right? Leave aside all the other cool action. Yeah. I think that's actually one of the best bits about that book. Yeah, there's a I brilliant agree. bit where Horus goes. Uh, it's such a good oh. such a good twist. Actually, I won't say it, but he goes. Yeah, Horus says something that is uh, it, re- it ignites you to the. Uh, the realization to there's a there's a brilliant the, twist in yeah. that book um yeah, yeah it's a great line um yeah which is really i think cool. one of yeah the, so i think on that adam actually like one of the things i like that the iron warriors do well because like not everyone is necessary yeah because like you say there's kind of a, it's a bit of a spectrum some people think they're noble following chaos ever and some people are a bit mustache twirly but like i like the um but they really didn't you can understand why they didn't feel like they had another option like the Iron Warriors are a good example because they famously get the worst tasks of the Emperor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As in the Emperor shows a bit of... Uh, there's an obvious bit of disdain the Emperor has to them compared to like the Imperial Fist. Just objectively, you would if your dad treated you like that compared to your brother, you'd objectively think that. And then once you find out about things like the Thunder Warriors, you're like, yeah, we're not lasting. We, yeah. might, as, we might as well rebel because realistically, you know, our granddad's going to kill us. So... Um, you know, and they actually even to forty k, they're one of the only trade allegiance that actually views their Primarch as a savior to this day, because mm. they view Perturabo as like an actual good dad who's tried to you know save their lives because the emperor probably would have killed them at some point. Yeah, no, definitely. I I must admit, I I read um, but not not a new book at all, but I read Perturabo's Primarch novel, um, the oh, Hammer of Olympia, I think it's called. That yeah. that that was really again it's exactly what you said. Like you yeah. see how he just wants to build like machines and he wants to build architecture and he wants to build great works. And then you know, Planet Dad first of all uses mm-hmm. him as a as a tool of war, which jades him massively. And then obviously Space Dad turns up and also does the same thing basically and uses him to be like, yeah, you're gonna be a tool of war, but also you're gonna be the entrenching guy and the miserable mud guy and uh, blonde over here. Yeah, Rogal, he's my favorite. It. he's gonna do the cool fortification-y stuff and you can just do all the miserable siege stuff and he's like come on man like i already had this with planet say. dad don't make space dad don't do this to me i will say like the Perturabo of a novel 
starts slow, but the ending is insane. But the thing with yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that is that a hint yeah. to the that, to the foe that they face in the? <laughs> no, never mind. It wasn't <laughs> but uh, the thing I will say is that that book really highlights something that isn't expressed in a lot of other places, and that's Perturabo's paranoia. Because like we talk about like his yeah. his like dad on Olympia like using him, like there's a few moments where like his dad on Olympia is actually being really supportive and like trying to take an interest in him and Perturabo is just like not having any of it because he's like you only view me as a weapon and well it's, it's, his, like, his, sister it's his sister is, like, as well yeah I was gonna say that the sister the sister for me was the big one on that because she is ge- she oh, genuinely yeah. loves him like the adopted sister yeah. she well he's the adopted one right but but she the sister yeah. she she genuinely loves him and she's like no I actually I like I do want to talk to you about what you feel and anything and you know he's just like this paranoid everyone's just out to use me like you say and it's like it's really sad it's really sad you see what happens to him yeah. and it's like i mean i guess you know he's a you know 10 foot tall genetic freak as far as the people of olympia <laughs> are kind of concerned so you see why he gets treated differently but it's still it's still very sad actually it makes you feel something for them also I mean, he plays warhammer on it. the iron blood right so yeah he's he does, cool he, he does yeah. play warhammer but i think you know we've we've kind of got Perturabo all wrong. Like the original sad boy isn't Conrad Kurz, it's Perturabo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Conrad Kurz has a good time <laughs> a lot of the time. He has he has his fun. He does enjoy his cannibalism. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let him have his fun. Um, I guess one last thing on the, the Echoes of Eternity that was like this is the this was like the the big shock for me that like I'd like in capitals message Quipster about I am uh, shocked yeah, there this. are so many plot lines unresolved at this mm. point like they they announced that the yeah. final siege of terror book was being split into two um shortly before i think echoes turns came out or just after whatever or something like that and i was like you can see why there are so yeah. many plot lines that are it's not gonna resolved. be uh, and what is gonna weird be like about Hobbit, that book we'll is get we get three. so many flashbacks <laughs> and like, i i really like zephon as a character i thought he was great but getting the flashbacks that we got i thought was a i was like wait like like for example i'm a you know, it's kind of common knowledge now. I'm okay. a big Dark Angels fan. The Dark Angels storyline <laughs> is not resolved by the time we get to the final nice. Siege of Terror, which you totally could have done. Because by the time Gilliman gets to gets to Terror, you can kind of just kill all the Dark Angels. Um, but so, yeah, it's still fucking going. Well, <laughs> well, I hope I hope they get their own book during the scouring, right? Because it's they're. I mean, I assume they're going to do a they scouring will. series, so I hope we do yeah. pick all these up. You know, in, well, in, we also in, we. Beyond that. Another spoiler. We do know that we do actually know from other books that some of these dark angels survive through. So um Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them will survive. I mean the thing I will add to this whole like flashback thing is that a lot of the flashbacks are very isn't Sanguinius awesome? Isn't he such a cool guy? Wouldn't it be such a shame if something <laughs> hey, really hey, bad happened? Love space to him? Jesus. If wouldn't yeah. it be really bad yeah. if he maybe turned to the dark side after being such a good guy in all of these flashbacks. Wouldn't that be really terrible? Mm. Yeah. yeah, but he I has, his, he has his dark side moment already. Is that what you yeah. think is going to happen, Alex? I have my suspicions. It's just, it just really struck me that a lot of the things... I, I think it's dead wrong. Like, I just can't. Good guy, thank goodness. <laughs> I... I think if they were going to do that, my my pet theory on how that would work is that it's like a distraction technique. 
like you know it's almost like a, he almost says to horus oh, actually you know maybe i am you know, on your side a little bit and that's the you know that's the thing that allows horus that allows the emperor to kind of get in his you know his final blow against horus and it's part of that that sanguinius dies so they change the story a bit from you know that like they turn up and sanguinius is already dead maybe i don't know we'll have to see yeah, I, you know what? It's one of the most. It's got to be one of the most. Enjo- I want to hear. I want a documentary to be filmed purely on the idea of the writers all sitting around a table and discussing what they want to do with the idea of Sanguinius putting a chink in Horus's armor. Because you could mm. take that into five thousand different ways. There's so Absolutely. many ways they could write that. It could be. Uh, literal, it could be metaphorical, it could be like some spiritual thing. It, it, there's a load of different ways they could do it. So, like, do Horus and Sanguinius get? So, like, this is quite quite good for me that question, you guys, because I don't, re- I'm not really familiar familiar with the Horus Heresy books uh, as much as you guys are anywhere near. So, it's the Sanguinius and Horus are they like they get along, right? Or before he went, Horus went all oh, yeah. angry. Yeah, mm. they are yeah, best yeah. bros for angry. life. Yeah. Like... Summarize the books well there. <laughs> Yeah, they're like best bros <laughs> for life. I think they sometimes make out like yeah. Fulgrim and Horus are a bit closer, but outside of that, um, Sanguinius is Horus like, yeah. and Sanguinius. Uh, okay, so like, like it could be. So actually, Horus brothers, actually knows about the Horus yeah. actually knows about the Red Thirst, and he knows Sanguinius periodically oh, to wow, murder okay. his children, but he doesn't even doesn't <laughs> even tell the Emperor. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh wow! Isn't that yeah. doesn't that that happens in um, is that fear to tread where you learn yeah. you learn about that because then because yeah, that is part of what drives him to try and turn Sanguinius with um, the whole sending him off to the edge of the galaxy to yeah. that to the demon planet with Cabanda and Cyrix the Perverse or whatever he's called the 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 well, um, yeah. uh, Keeper of Secrets that's, that was good name remembering yeah. but uh, yeah no something like that yeah that's <laughs> yeah. again that's that's a book you need to read the uh, last chapter of. If you want a very yes. satisfying scene, everybody. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, Fierce Tread is a good is a good one. I'd recommend that. Um, I mean, we've we've we, we. Do you know what I will say to people listening before we start the podcast? Because we're recording this quite late. We did actually say before we go, we're like, oh yeah, we'll try and keep it like maybe around an hour. We're an hour and a half in, and we've just been talking about books. So I think it shows how much like <laughs> stuff we have stored up to just chat about. Um, so should we? Should we? move on and um why don't we talk about one some other things that i guess that have happened briefly um since it came out so uh alex obviously we had horus heresy but and you've spoken about your empress children but do you want to expand a little bit on that about what we've sort of got because there's been a lot for horus heresy i think for 30k oh my god okay so horus heresy i think has been a really crazy one because i am 100% sure that Games Workshop did not understand how popular it would be. Like, everyone I know who plays 40k has gone, I'm going to have a heresy army. Like, there's there's very few people mm. I know who didn't get the heresy box. It's been so popular. Yeah. I think a big part of that was, uh, more name drops, the Horus Heresy like weekend event where it all got released and all those influencers turned up. Um and they were invited in, like, I was a plus one for Silver Paints for that. And the buzz that that generated and, like, just the way the game system is and the models themselves and how beautiful they are has all contributed to the fact that it's just one of the best product launches Games Workshop has ever had. Mm. And having, like, I got to, you know, name drop, uh, Nick Baton took me <laughs> and uh, Silver 
Are we, are we getting like all? Our, are we just getting all our name drops for the past six months? Yeah, out do, you, of the way? do you want to just, <laughs> want to just type Warhammer yes. into YouTube, them. search by channels, and just read them out quicker? <laughs> that that would be quick. Honestly, <laughs> it's going to be like, like one of those montages for like you know like people we lost this year at the Oscars. Oh wow! Like they'll, they'll play. They'll play like uh, they'll play like Dust in the Wind by Kansas, and it will just be pictures of Quipster being yeah. like Nick Baton or Specs Tactics. Like just go through and go through them all. Miniac. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's actually, uh, well, I was on a podcast before this with Arbiter Ian, and we were talking oh, yeah? about, like, yeah, really good podcast. Um, so we were just talking about, like, how it feels to play <laughs> the heresy game. Oh, yeah, no, totally. Um, <laughs> so like, it, we were talking about how it feels to play heresy, and, like, I have actually been staunchly, like, anti-7th edition, anti-heresy for, like, a while now. Because I was like, oh, why wouldn't they shift it over to 8th? It's such a silly mistake to have it as this old rule set. Then I played it. And I was like, this is like being 12. This is like this is like playing through my childhood. It was nostalgic mm. in a way I was never expecting. And I loved it. I thought it was amazing. And immediately when that happened, I was like, yep, Horus Heresy, I'm all in. The models are astoundingly good. And They're very cool. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, perfect example... Each of us has a heresy army now. Well, yeah. I mean, it's in the box, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually, Arbitrian was really useful for me. I used his video recently on, uh, he does a great video on all of the Firstborn stuff from 40k that you can reasonably use oh, yeah. in 30k. Because I, I always have a lot of uh, uh, Firstborn Dark Angel stuff that I don't really use um, very much. And so I was like, you know that would be really cool. You know, save myself a bit of money, um, strip and, and and put it in 40k. So I used that. Outside of that, I literally just have the box and I have like one of each Dark Angels thing. Um, so that's that's basically my army. I think, <laughs> yeah. So well, I was going to say on, say on on the subject of oh so on this I was going to say on the subject of cool models and uh, also crossing over into what we were talking about with with. Horus Heresy Echoes of Eternity, um, and also the Dark Angels. This is like a this is like a Venn diagram of like stuff that comes together for Ed, who's now looking a lot furrier than he was a second ago. So he's just put his lovely cat Squire on camera uh, for us here. Um, is uh, is the Corswain model? I thought looked really cool. Oh, um, the like the brand new nice. brand new Corswain model. I love the like green they've done on this cloak, and the fact you can have him with either the the like proper knightly helmet, or like he's got he looks kind of like. Um, he looks kind of like to me like um oh what's his name like Aomer oh, almost like one of the like one of the one of the hands when, when he can oh everyone can of course yeah, yeah, yeah hello yeah. there yeah that'd be that's not a bad shout actually yeah, um, yeah he's a great no, he model looks, he's, he's a proper cool. for me he's 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 a proper top tier Horus Heresy character so I'm I'm very excited to get him um you yeah, better you better put him in your in your in your 30k Dark Angels mate. he's one he's one of those characters that I think um became much more important as Games Workshop realised everybody liked him. If everybody follows my channel, you'll, you'll know I think he's uh, I think he's very, very important to Warhammer 40k, so go check that one out. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, sorry, you, Cripsy, sorry, you were about to say when I, before I cut you off to talk about Corsway. Oh. No, no, no. Um, so yeah, basically, obviously, um, Silver Paints, uh, she got uh, sent one of the boxes uh, the heresy box and you know obviously all the creators that got invited to the event were um again i will add i was a plus one um it was very nice of uh, helena to take me along with her 
But uh, when she got the you box, she asked me a really interesting... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Honestly, I'm actually never invited to any of these things. I'm literally always the plus one, which I find hilarious. But uh, yeah, so like we were trying to pick a legion for her because she was like, oh, what legion do I want to pen this oh, box Oh, that's at? a task, yeah. Yeah, and so I was just like, oh, okay, what suits your personality? And she, <laughs> then she just came out with... Uh, Did like a BuzzFeed she quiz. Came out with, <laughs> literally. But then like she came out with, okay, if um, the legions were Harry Potter houses, which one would be Slytherin? I'm Ooh. intrigued to see what you guys think first. Because I know my immediate answer. Oh, I mean, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite general, really. Um, yeah, there's a lot to. <laughs> they're a bit moustache right? twirly, so I want to say like word bearers. Mm. See, I, I would. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I, I, I would say Alpha Legion. I don't know why. I, I would say Sons of Horus, right? Funny. On the on the basis that the whole thing, <laughs> this is me. This is me trying to remember a bit of my Harry Potter lore. And my other half is in the other room. He's he, you know, <laughs> was a big fan of the Harry Potter books. He's going to come in and be like, "You're wrong." But I thought that one of the whole things about Slytherin is it's like people who they could be Gryffindor, right? They could be the noble, like they have the same traits as them, but it's just they have that little streak of darkness in them. Is why they get sorted into into Slytherin and like you know Salazar Slytherin wasn't necessarily evil, but no, no, it became that way. Like Snape Slytherin, and he's probably the most brave character in the whole yeah. of the series. So, and, Harry, and Harry Potter was going to be put in Slytherin, but he asked to be put in. Yeah, exactly right. So, mm. I, I, so I, I like maybe a Sons of Horus, like like Sons of Horus, yeah. like they're like they were the best. They like they could be the best of us, but they've fallen. Yeah, that that works. So could be, could be. Yeah. So we're saying Ultramarines are Ravenclaws then. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ravenclaw is Thousand Sons, hundred percent. Like um, the bookworms, ner- like, nerds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. nerds, Alex. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. someone with a who's Hufflepuff? Who are you going to insult here? I don't know. I feel like see, I feel I feel like uh. being controversial and saying that like let's be fair, they're all violent. So we're, putting, we're making them all violent, right? I would say purely for their love of feasting, the Space Wolves are a Hufflepuff. I was type. literally, uh, <laughs> which is going to be again, controversial. Again, more like, people dropping off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets to be Gryffindor? I think Blood Angels. Yeah, 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 you got to be a bit Yeah, yeah. Blood, blood angels are ultra reads, really, but I, mean, I think ultra reads. Yeah. yeah, imperial, imperial fists as well imperial in 30k. Fist. I'd probably say going to fall into like the Gryffindor, like the stoic noble defenders and all. Dark that. angels are quite hard to place because you know, they have a, like a side to them, don't they? I, I would go Ravenclaw known. for yeah. for for dark angels because they're a yeah. bit. I actually like, would almost in have the in the heresy. They're a bit over the top. They they they'd have a touch of Slytherin about them, obviously. Wild Eaters have yeah. to be Slytherin. They all do. There's, they can't really be anywhere else, No, right? Wild Eaters <laughs> They're just on the angry list. side of Slytherin. Like... <laughs> aren't aren't Wild Eaters... What, what, was that, was that horribly, what was that, like, horribly... Like, I mean, it's... Uh, I'm going to be offended to more people, but that, like, horribly racist Eastern European school... Oh, I, I forgot what they're called. Of just, yeah. like, they were all just, like, angry, horrible stereotypes of people from, like, Eastern Europe and Russia. Yeah. And it's like, yeah... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's not get into let's not get into the issues. What what made me laugh is that the guy, the main the main guy from that school, his name was like Brom. 
It was like that was his name. No, no surname. Crumb, yeah. Well, Victor, yeah, Victor Crumb. Well, Victor Ardego least, was his surname. Who yeah, you? Crumb. Crumb was his first name. Yeah. <laughs> at least, yeah. at least he wasn't. Crumb. At least he wasn't like a horrible, um, like ethnic stereotype name, right? Like Cho Chang, oh, for example. Oh. She's like, yeah, she's like yeah. leading That's Asian so character bad. in the book, yeah. and they just call her That's Cho true. Chang. It's like, oh. like you look back on that now. Sorry, we're, we're going off onto a Harry Potter podcast, right? But I don't know about you guys, but I look, given all the issues and the controversy around, you know, we won't go into it, right? But the controversy. Yeah around jk rowling you do look back on that book now and you're like oh boy some of those were were yeah. a bit a bit on the nose now now that i think about it right now i'm an adult yeah you look back and you're just like none of this aged well like well also wasn't like, weren't the two weren't the two like girls of south asian heritage as well were both their surname was patel and weren't they called like wasn't one of them called like padma patel or something Pretty, I think. Yeah. It was. was it well, pr- pretty, pretty Patel? Like, you know what? I really hope. I really hope I just haven't like completely screwed up. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's just like um, confused. Yeah. So but after yeah. Hogwarts, she... <laughs> <laughs> she went on to have a, a short career. She, <laughs> she was like, "Do you know what? Do you know who I don't like?" Foreigners, oh, it's yeah, Padma right. Patel and um, Padma <laughs> Patel. Yeah, it was yeah, it was Padma. Exactly. Pa- yeah, Padma. Uh, I take back Patel, yeah. everything I said. I'm sorry. Which is, which is like a sort of yeah. a slightly a slightly more stereotyped version of like you know Peter Parker or all of the like the, the alliterative mm. names that are in yeah. Marvel. But yeah, anyway, moving on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, sort of um, going back yeah. to who Slytherin would be as a Horus Heresy <laughs> Legion. <laughs> um, so I kind of ran yeah. with uh, the whole like, oh, Slytherin, they've got a bit of darkness in them. And I said, Night Lords. Oh, a bit of that. darkness. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it's just the Night Lords. cannibals. The, the, the Slytherin don't like eat people. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Alfred is a good shout because of the, the symbol. Yeah. 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 It's a good bet. It, it does make sense. I mean, sense, the, em- the Emperor's but... Children for their, the like really cruel bits of Slytherin. Like, the, you know, the. That's the, true. Emperor's Children the, um, show, yeah. the way that all of what's his name's buddies, Voldemort's buddies, like like using torture spells and all stuff like that. That's quite Definitely kind is. Of yeah. There you Emperor's go. Definitely is. They're the one he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take no, it. no magic. That well, yeah. no, actually, world eaters can't be in it because yeah. they don't like psychers. So, oh, yeah. they're they're out. They just can't be in it. They would they would just but they just kill everyone. Yeah. You know <laughs> what? Got me about Harry Potter. How, why did no one oh, ever yeah. bring a gun? World eaters are muggles. You're a wizard, <laughs> Harry. I just gets a chainsaw <laughs> out. To okay. be fair, I could totally imagine an Emperor's children, uh, an Emperor's children going like you. Filthy mudblood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dra- Draco Malfoy. Draco Malfoy is oh definitely like Eidolon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potter. Oh yes. But exactly, I don't know whether this is like concerning or hilarious, but like obviously, Helena had no idea what the like history of any of these legions were. So like, I start explaining like, oh, these are the Night Lords. Then like, start explaining their history and stuff, and she's like. Ah, oh, yeah, I identify with them, and I'm like, that's beginning to be concerning. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, she's telling you to lotion up your skin a bit more. You're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> like, they, the best, that best case scenario if you identify oh. with the Night Lords is you just really like judging people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really Still into Batman. I'm really, yeah. really yeah. into Batman. That's all it is. <laughs> You know, actually, I'll tell you what. This is one thing I, w- I was so surprised by. And, like, obviously, now that I, I've encountered this, it, it makes a lot of sense. Obviously, Helena's German. So, obviously, English is her second language. 
and I gave her the Night Lords trilogy or Omnibus because I was like, oh, this is a great intro to just Warhammer as a thing and the Night Lords and you're doing Night Lords for Heresy. So this makes sense. So I got her the paperback and she was reading through it. And there was one time she came around and like we were reading it together and she was like reading it. I was reading it to her. Um, and like she would stop me at the most re at the most interesting words. And she'd be like, what the hell is that? Because there was all of this like naval um, like liter- uh, like words in it. Like she, I would I would say something like, oh, this battle scene happens, blah, blah, blah. And she'd be like, what's a bulkhead? Like, what's a Thunderhawk gunship? What's a Space Marine strike cruiser? And you don't realize, like, oh, of course a beginner wouldn't know any of that. And so, like, it was really interesting wow. like, explaining all of these, like, interesting nautical terms to her. Well, I just I just Googled it, uh, Cripster, and you can get on Kindle Night Lords de Zammelband, which is the German <laughs> uh, omnibus edition. Um, which according to the description, and I apologise for my terrible German, I will only read the first sentence, but I think we can all get where this is going. It says, Von ihrem Hass auf der falschen Imperator angetrieben pierschen den Nightlords Dirk die Schatten der Galaxis. Ewig auf der Suche nach Racker vor den Tod ihres Primachen. So, yeah, bear that in mind. For our German listeners, you can translate that in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but you can't. You can't. No, but if, if she wanted to, if you're safe, she wanted to read it in in German. Yeah, you can get the you can get the OG German translation. So it'd be interesting. Wonder what we can work out what bulkhead is in in German. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I will have to do that. I think uh, she's kind of given up for the moment because she's doing Golden Demon stuff again. But, ah, right. uh, oh, these. I might painters. have to have story time with her. Yeah, I know, right? Well, look, she's think been like it... two. Oh, oh no, go on, go on, no, go on, go on. I was going to say, she spent two and a half months on that Harlequin, and it was crazy. Nice. Yeah. Well, I was, was going to say, just on if you do get the German edition, you can look at it both as an opportunity for you to learn bespoke German, because you'll learn <laughs> German as it relates to Warhammer 40,000, right? And an opportunity for her to enjoy uh, the Night Lords trilogy in German without you having to explain obscure <laughs> naval terminology every year. This like, is what port and starboard mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a learning experience for everybody. Um, but yeah, no, to be fair, it is good. I keep seeing they do, they do, they are, I feel like they're expanding the range of um, uh, like the Black Library books being published in, in, in other languages as well. Like I keep seeing stuff on Warhammer Community all the time where they're like, you know, this book that came out in English, you know, a month or so ago is now available in French, German, Spanish, Italian, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. It's really good that like the Black, the black Library literature is getting its like official editions in those in those scenes because obviously that is i'm sorry it's like tangent but that is the one thing i've sort of and i think i've said it before but like the one thing i find really interesting is you know we hear about the warhammer scene in like you know the uk the us australia and like poland is like a really big has a really big warhammer scene they're really big into like the wtc tournaments and stuff and they talk mm-hmm. about that but like there's whole and actually also we have the ordo hispanicus guys in london so big shout out to them because they always Ooh. come along to a lot of the london wargaming guild tournaments and and you know pablo and the, the guys from the guys from there are um sorry the guys from there and then also the guys pablo and the guys from um gibraltar who come over f- and do um uh who run oh what is the name of their channel forgive me I've forgotten SM, SM, Battle SM Battle Reports, that's it, who run SM Battle Reports. Obviously, they get players from the Spanish scene come over there as well into Gibraltar. So it's like there's these whole scenes we just don't really get 
to encounter or talk about where there's just huge amounts you know of Warhammer going on. You know what actually always surprises people? Because people would say, like, the Tabletop Titans guys said this as well when they came over, was like, uh, people think the UK is like the biggest Warhammer scene. The American scene is way bigger. Oh, it's huge. The UK it? oh, yeah. They, yeah. We have the numbers on this. It's like it's like three times as large. Part of that is just because there are fuck tons of Americans compared to <laughs> British people. But like, <laughs> like, as America, like, I remember Bridger was like, yeah, because like everyone over here plays it. It's like, no, <laughs> like it's still very <laughs> niche. Like just yeah. everyone you meet. <laughs> maybe maybe it's like a a concentration thing like it's a false impression right because like because the uk is just physically smaller even if we have a like even if we have a a, a physically uh, sorry a a properly smaller number of people out of a population of you know circa 70 million roughly or 68 million whatever it is these days it's very easy for us to like travel around the country to go to tournaments and obviously like the scene in london is very very big whereas in america like you've got 300 million people a much larger warhammer audience but it's like yes i'm going to a tournament that's nine hours and a flight away from where i live in oklahoma i'm flying to san francisco you know it's like the equivalent of us going to you know moscow or or something like that for a tournament that'd be a bit dangerous nowadays i mean (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so i'm I'm literally close up my google analytics oh so of this is four million views Six, uh, 1.6 million America, 400,000 uh, US, 200,000 Canada, 200,000 German, uh, 200,000 Australia, 100,000 Philippines. Hey, no idea, what the, oh. where, no idea <laughs> yeah. what the, that was a thing. Uh, <laughs> 70,000 Poland. Yeah, this is fascinating. 33,000 Indian people. Yeah. What's What's the most? What's the most obscure? Have you got like someone in the like one guy in the Marshall Islands who's like a big fan, oh, uh, <laughs> or just like there's a guy on that research station and she's um, one and North Korea. Korea. <laughs> <Korea. laughs> yeah. Turns out like Kim Jong Un is building his army based yeah. on your tips. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so so what so what happened, um, Ed? Why did you disappear for two months? Well, I was actually um, taken to uh, uh, an installation. I don't know where Pyongyang. it was. Where they asked me for um, the Gotcha Guide for. Votan, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know, I just I don't know. I've just made it, but I had to make it in Korean, which is actually quite difficult. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, seriously, his dad kidnapped a Japanese filmmaker for like for like nine months, man. I would, if you got a North Korean guy watching your channel, I would, I would, I would be careful. I would be <laughs> We'll get there. We'll, we'll reach it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, no, sorry, Alex. Before we went off on a complete tangent, you were saying. I have literally no idea. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Do you know I'm what? Do you know what? We, I, I, I think, I think we should. We, look, we, we've, we've talked about a lot tonight. We talked about the books, but we've, we, we barely scratched the surface of what's happened. We've had, you know, as you say, the Horus yeah, Heresy. True. We've had the Leagues of Votang <laughs> come out. We've had the Chaos Demons Codex. We've had a whole bunch of other stuff as well. We've got, you know, Imperial Guard and just the Rogal Dawn tank. At the yeah, well, I mean, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. controversial apparently actually, for know, some would, reason. Would, do you know what? That was one Is thing it? that occurred to me. That was one thing that occurred yeah. to me earlier when we were talking about Mortarian, which was I saw a very funny tweet, which I quite liked, which said, you know, oh, yeah, in the Imperium. Yeah. Oh, Rogal Dawn. He's got a tank named after him. Oh, Lehman Russ. He's got a tank named after him. Yeah. Mortarian didn't get a tank named after him. He just designed one and called it the Plague Burst Crawler because he's not arrogant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which I thought was quite quite amusing. <laughs> yeah. Like I, was, I was saying just before, sorry, on, the, on your point there about there's loads of stuff coming out. I was saying just before that we started, like, We've obviously had Votan, 
mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they've I think since we last did the podcast, um, they obviously revealed the Angron model. Um, I don't think that was by <laughs> intention. They think the league's probably forced <laughs> that one. Yeah. But, uh, and they've also kind of, they're hinting at some sort of Dark Mechanicus range yeah. as well. Yeah. That's three fa- three new factions of 40k. is ridiculous. That like, like that's like never happened since yeah, like the early 2000s. Probably, like, oh yeah, second edition. So that, that hasn't happened wild. since the late 80s. Yeah, not well, three in the I same think, year. There was, there was like Dark, Dark Eldar, Tau, and one others in like second edition. So like, yeah, yeah. But ne- I think was it Necrons and because Necrons and Tau were third, Necrons, weren't yeah. they? They they were the ones that came out when at they the same properly time. got there. Yeah, when they properly got Necrons, there. I think it might have been that. Yeah, Necrons kind of existed in second. But well, as as chaos as chaos androids, Tau. right? And then as Necrons. Well, being well we've a had sisters relatively like recently as well. That's the thing. Yeah, that's kind of like a new faction because you never saw them. So yeah, I mean, yeah. So well, let's, kind of let's sort of go. I was going to say let's go back quickly to the fact that squats now exist. Oh yeah, this is mind yeah. blowing to me. But then like, they're also uh, sorry to actually you quibster, but also aren't they technically <laughs> not squats? They're not well? squats. Yeah, well, yes, but Ed, I say that a, because a lot of people Ed, shouted at Ed, me about this. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to point this out. I'm just going to point this out, Ed. Fuck you. <laughs> No, to be fair, I think people Completely share. Fair, <laughs> fair. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome back to the reason debate. World of the yeah, yeah, uh, to, be, yeah. to be fair, you know, I, think, I think that that is a bit um like people are shouting about it. Like they are called squats by the by the Imperium, right? It's a pejorative. Yeah, term true. Yeah, we'll just be more accurate. Yeah, actually, what's interesting when you read when you read through the Codex because you've got some really obviously some really cool like new lore in there about it is that the 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 kin so the 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 the, what they call themselves right the the members of the leagues of otan call themselves the kin and that's whether they are you know the clones because they're all a clone race although they're not like you know exact clones yeah they're all clones they're all they're all grown the one that was through me even their souls are engineered yeah that's the thing they're not this is what i mean they're not clones in the traditional sense they're not like literally just you know like adam adam 2 rich rich 2 alex alex 2 ed ed 2 etc don't give us ideas because if there's multiple of us the world is fucked (laughs) yeah that's true Uh, (laughs) what what they are is like yeah like like ed says they're they're engineered even to the level of their souls by these like intelligences the votan the ancestor cause um and and are produced from like genetic templates called the clone schemes which like are how they prioritize what they can do so some of them are better at some things than others they they wear like not mutation but like the way they're designed which might lead to like weird colored eyes or like rougher skin are the votan ai then the the votan are as far as we know the votan are ancient computer ais that Ooh, have been yeah. around so the period well, must not like that right the period yeah. doesn't know is, is oh. there a is there yeah. a, cause i was i was trying to look into this is there an obvious nod towards men of iron because of course that's where my brain immediately goes is that not, a thing yeah not not at the moment no that they they've hinted at the fact spicy. that like the iron kin exist and the the, the, the difference mm-hmm. be, obviously between like humanity with the whole history with the men of iron and also by the way i've been listening to some of the um uh, the the Gaunt's Ghosts novels because I realised I had them on my Audible and I hadn't listened to them and there's a whole storyline with Men of Iron in those which is flipping awesome but but we'll move on anyway but that's so, for another podcast the Iron Kin who are the the Iron Kin who I'm holding a little Iron Kin model up to the, my camera now the the guys with like the dome heads they treat them as part of the the uh, the Votan they they don't uh, sorry that's part of the Kin they don't regard the Men of Iron as being 
like oh, sorry the iron kin as being any different from them they treat them as being part of their their yeah, society and they cute. have they have intelligences that are like people it's just that they live longer because obviously they're machines but eventually like like the kin they die in the sense that they kind of run out of memory and they sort of shut down and at that point like the real kin they're recycled their bodies are dismantled their memories are put back into the votan same with the the physical the 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 biological ones their bodies are basically put back into the machines and their genetic material is broken down and they're used for the future clone schemes but yeah sorry i'm rambling on go on (laughs) go ahead you go first Oh, I was going to say, Rich, what was your question? Oh, okay. Right, yeah, I've got two questions. One, what is the relationship like with the uh, the Leagues of Otan and the Imperium at the moment now it's all been kind of refreshed? Cause, and two, because I guess if the Imperium found out that the AI were kind of like a big thing, hmm. it would be like, let's get rid of these guys ASAP. It would be a so, fight, right? So on so on one, it, it the answer is it depends. In the As a general view, the whole thing is that the, the Imperium don't know about the full extent of the leagues of Votan. So one of the things they've done that's quite cool is they've explained, you know, we always have the term in 40k about, oh, such and such got squatted, right? So they had the squat range and the squats got taken out of the whole world of 40k after like second or I think they just about ran up to third edition and then they were gone. Um, And one of the the excuses that was used in the law for a long time was, oh, the Tyranids came along, they got into the centre of the galaxy where these guys' planets are and they ate them. And one of the, 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 the things in the law is that, yes, that did happen to one smaller league, like one of the small, like, nations of the votan because that's kind of what the leagues are and uh, therefore some of the imperium knew about that but they think then that's a lot of people just assume that's their entire race because they just didn't realize the extent to them they actually say in the book there are more kin or i'll call them votan right even if people are gonna get annoyed at me because the votan are the machines but they say there's more votan than there are eldar and there are more votan than there are tau Right to give you an idea of the scale of the oh, race. Right? I didn't know that's cool. There, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. them, and they because they're in this like incredibly difficult to navigate, but incredibly like mineral and resource rich part of space. They've managed to build their civilization basically out of the eyes of the Imperium. They know the Imperium exists, and like for example, they don't like the Adeptus Mechanicus for incredibly obvious reasons, right? Because they view them. They, first of all, they view them as being incredibly backward, right? The Votan, the the, the Votan are kind of oh. arrogant about <laughs> the Imperium. Yeah, not wrong because they're like we we they. They're kind of what humanity was during the dark age of technology in some ways. So before they, they viewed... lost all their technology. And yeah, stuff. they, yeah, they yeah. view science as yeah. science, right? They yeah, view yeah. the warp as... They, they understand the warp has intelligence is in it, and they view them as being... You know, they understand that demons exist and they're, like, godlike, but they treat them... You know, like they talk about in the Horus Heresy, where they talk about them as, like, empiric entities, right? Where oh. they don't really give them the label demons until... I mean, I guess they're starting to now with where we are in the books, but it's that kind of thing, right? They understand that chaos gods exist, much like the Tau, actually. They understand that they exist, but they treat them as like something to be studied not studied but something to be understood through science that's why i'm in the books like... at the moment with the the far side books that like, talk, like exactly he's right? questioning yeah. i think yeah. his demons have turned up but so do, can can the the, the leagues of Otan and the king can do they have walk travel yeah so okay. they they have a form of yeah so one, one thing that one thing that's really How cool is that do. they yeah, because Tau have the, what is it, the the module thing that they use, right? That they experimented with, which is how they got the Startide Nexus. Is that right, Ed? You're muted. You're muted. But I'm presuming... Sorry, yeah, they try to make a tunnel, <laughs> and then it doesn't go well. And then... Yeah, it, am I going to find that out in the books I'm reading? Oh, no, that's... that's Sorry, that's not in the Far Side books. That's, oh, okay, um, so it's... Sorry, no, it's, okay, uh, it's, it's in the cover... It's covered in the Codex, and then uh, War of Secrets covers the uh, aftermath of it. 
Yeah, that's so weird how that happens. Like, it's a that's massive been a Xenos fan, man. You don't, you don't get, like, big novels covering your big events. Like, for example, so, like, this is a really good point. Um, so, like, uh, the big Farsight story, the big Farsight story takes place after the final Farsight book. And it's written only in the seventh edition Farsight supplement. That's the only place oh, it exists. Yeah, yeah. So if you want, if you if you want to know really when Farsight becomes Commander Farsight and blah blah blah, then that's where it comes. That's weird. Is that that's been a Xenos fan? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the yeah. So they they um, they they use warp travel and they have they have the Grimnir who are like engineered psychers. Like they have a oh, they love have them. a yeah. The Grimnir model is probably the best yeah. model in the range. It's yeah, really it's, bloody cool. It's top it model. Dwarf Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. Like dwarf <laughs> yeah. Gandalf basically. Too far. I do um, love the littlekin. The littlekin is so cute. What you mean the the core the core things the little like yeah, robots just because they out. look like tiny Mechanicus robots I just love yeah. that it's mm. so great yeah the, I like that's the quite I, like, I, do, I do like the design link between the just in the models I do like the design link between the like some of the older like you say the um the Castellum robots that the Adeptus Mechanicus use and like the bikes and the Ironkin you can see a commonality there so it's oh, like I see. Oh, yeah. the curved I mean, shapes of the armor like goes to it. But yeah, sorry, to, to your point, yes, they, they do use warp travel, but it, they describe it as being slower but more accurate than the Imperium. So, like, their ships don't do this thing where, you know, they go off into the warp and disappear for 300 years and then pop out, you know, before they left, which is what tends to happen to you know, <laughs> stuff in the Imperium sometimes, right? Where just shit just goes wrong. Their whole thing is they're, they're much slower. They can't cover distances as quickly, but they're, like, more deliberate and therefore safer because they have this... It's not really been explained, but in the Codex it talks about it called... like I think they call it barrier technology, which is, like, they are able to use the warp. And it's kind of hinted as being a bit like what powered a lot of the stuff in the Dark Age of Technology for mankind, i.e. how they got to the Galactic Center in the first place, because as far as we know, they are the descendants of nominally human colonists or, or, or people that went to go and mine these worlds in the in the center of the um the center of the, the galaxy. They they use this stuff called barrier tech, which means that they can interact with the warp. C- kind of like a better Geller field without none of the with, without the risks of demonic incursion and weird time nonsense timey wimey stuff happening um so yeah that's quite cool oh and the vote oh and the other thing is sorry i should say the votans put out like a kind of that even though they're machines they have an ability to kind of put out almost like a mini astronomicon which is what the grimnir use to kind of navigate around so they have like lots of little beacons in the warp which is how they navigate giant one yeah and they they uh they, they 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 trade with the imperium they trade with the tau they trade with the eldar the thing I will say though about um, like the Votan as a new like race in 40k, number one, I've heard a lot of people like dislike the design of the models. I love it. Like I don't know how you guys feel, but I think it, they look amazing. Yeah, they're really nice. Well, I like them. I won't collect I mean, them. I don't yeah. think at least not for a long time, but yeah. I think they're super nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm biased because I'm enjoying painting them up at the moment. But the one comment I've had from everyone who, like, I took, I, you know, I've taken them to stuff, and like Jamie, our Jamie Payton, um, Sanguinary Punk mm-hmm. on Instagram, for anyone who doesn't know, obviously friend of ours, big, big guy in uh, running the a lot of the events at London Wargaming Guild. He he made this exact comment, which I thought summed it up really well, which is he went, "Do you know I wasn't sure about these models, but now I see them in person. They're really cool." Mm-hmm. I think that's the Absolutely. thing. A lot of people have seen the pictures of them, and I think a lot of people also. And I I do like it. They're not how I painted mine, but the Great Arthurian League, which is the like the the Ultramarines poster boy one, the um, kind of teal underclothes and white off Horus, white yeah. armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the Sons of Dwarf Horus. Um, they yeah. because I, I think a lot of people didn't really like that scheme 
um and because that's the one that's on all of a lot of the stuff Mm, but when you see them painted in the other colors like the the yime conglomerate a lot of people are doing the trans hyperion league which is the um the The orange orange and white which is super popular because it looks sharp scheme they lend themselves honestly they lend themselves really well to bright schemes like bright oranges bright reds bright yellows like a lot of like space really... yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 exactly and they look a bit like uh the half kin warriors look a bit like the terran marines from starcraft so <laughs> I mean, people like them on yeah. that basis as well i mean the other thing i'd mention as well is that if i ever did a votan army which i would be tempted to i just got a bunch of other stuff going like there's so much like scope there to have like an army that's corporate sponsored yeah, because like, have you seen like, all the? <laughs> it's funny stuff? you say you that. Could have... It's funny you say no that because um, uh, what are we taking a piss out of Josh with? Yeah, so 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 Josh Wipes the Josh has painted his army, um, and you, there are pictures on his Instagram, I think, but I'm sure he's going to be doing video painting guides. He's already done one on the Iron Here Champion. His are like yellow; they're like a GTL variation, so they're like bright yellow armor with a teal oh. um, uh, under undershirt underneath. So his thing, which to be fair, he said first, and we keep then repeating, is that they're powered by EE. Because they look like <laughs> they seriously look yeah, like okay. they're I said, yeah, I said he yeah, needs yeah. to call his leader Calvin Bacon. Nice. And if he doesn't, then he's just missing a trick, right? Because it's powered by E. I mean, <laughs> I just, I just love the fact that that could be a thing, and like a cool. legit thing in a Warhammer army, just like powered by Pepsi. Yeah, or no, like no, but sci-fi Pepsi. That's cool one of the scheme, Pepsi colors. That is, yeah, that, that is one of the cool things about them. Like you can, pay, I've seen people do like Ninja Turtle mock-ups of some of the vehicles as well, like the oh, old oh, oh, that. That would be yeah. really yeah. amazing, really cool. Look really oh, cool, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the transfer sheet I've got it here somewhere, but the transfer sheet is like that. It, 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 some, <laughs> I saw somebody make the comment that it kind of looks like you know, like NASCAR or like the old yeah. F one when they used to be covered in yeah. more advertising. Uh, yeah, yeah, it kind of yeah, looks yeah. like that, which is quite fun. Um, and you know, you can make Put up your own. Tra- on the model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's a bit of the law that we haven't mentioned. Like they are kind of like hyper capitalists. Oh yeah, like, no, that's the whole point. So. So the the leagues themselves are um are, are a lot more like governments. So they have a mm. they 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 are like nations, but then running between the and they're still almost like corporate nations because they're all founded on like doing slightly different things. Like the Ymir conglomerate are really good at making like armor and weapons and like high tech manufacturing. The Trans Hyperion Alliance are really big on like trade and like going out into the Imperium and trading with people. The GTL are just kind of all round good. The the Kronos hegemony are like hyper aggressive, so they're like the fighty ones. Um, but they do a lot of that to like, you know, acquire new resources for their Votan, because it like gives them the instruction to do so. But running between all of the leagues are also the guilds. So there are there are we've and we've only really got the Iron Kin, who are like the guys in the exosuits with the big guns. They're like a kind of devastator unit. They are like the miners, basically, the representatives of kind of the mining guilds. And the idea is that they run in between, you know, the different leagues. You can be in a guild, you don't have to be in a guild but you know if you want to go and do a particular trade it helps um so yeah there's there's low there's do you know what we there's a there's a, a whatsapp chat i'm in which is a leagues of votan chat about like schemes and law and hobby and we were talking actually funny enough today about when i was walking the dog about the amount of scope for additional stuff that there is and obviously our big joke mm. is that you know the, the lord of war is going to be a giant floating head like it like like a, like a motan <laughs> like a big like in that film zardos right like, yeah, rah, yeah. Rah, 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 rah. oh no or um, um like rick and morty yeah like, show, show me what, me you, what got. you got 
<laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that works. But it's yeah, we, like, the one I'm really excited to see in person is the Land Fortress, just because that is it's mm. whenever you see those big models in person, it, it, it it's a big yeah, so impressive. Oh, it's, it, I, yeah. I like the amount of roll bars on the Sagittar. That's my my even though it's like the smaller right. vehicle, I just like the constant use of roll bars. It's like they designed this for safety. <laughs> you can never have too many roll bars. Come on now, the Warhammer universe yeah. is a dangerous. But place. like the Imperial. <laughs> But like the Imperium are just like, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna put a brick. We're gonna put wheels on a brick and uh, see what happens and stick some guns on it. And they're like, nah, man, we've got to have roll bars, we've got to have seatbelts, we've got to have safety features. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. got airbags. <laughs> that must be really. There is definitely like a comic there on like a of you know uh, one of the kin, <laughs> as you say, that's correct the way to say it, Adam. Uh, one of the kin like encountering a rhino for the first time, and then just like <laughs> so that it's uh. So it's a box. It, 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 it's, <laughs> it's a box. It's like, <laughs> this is yeah. Bruce. So we're just winging it here. <laughs> Sorry, there are 10 of you in that. <laughs> <laughs> but hang on. But the, the, the guys in the big armor can't get in there, right? That seems like a design flaw. No, 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 no. We, we roll with that. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah. That. So we've had the Votan. Um, but look, I, I was going to say, I think. We are we are running long. We have reached our like nominal two hours that we normally try and run to on the podcast, and we do have so much to talk about. But this is good because we will be doing another episode in well, it'll be from today. It'll be two weeks' time, um, where we will talk about the other batch of things. So we can we can talk more about. It. I'm always keen to talk about space dwarfs. They're fun. Uh, but we also obviously have you know at that point hopefully we'll have more details on the upcoming Astra Militarum. We can talk about that Rogaldorn tank and any controversy around that that there is, um, and we can talk about any other developments that we might see over the next week or so in the world of Warhammer. Because I know there is also some good AOS stuff coming and, you know, also hopefully Alex will have had oh, a chance yeah. to, to do more hobby and expand the Lumineth, etc, etc. So, mm. I think on that basis, it only leaves us to turn to our usual stupid way of saying goodbye that is our <laughs> trademark. So, it's goodbye from me, ADR Wargaming. Reza? Goodbye from me, Reza Prime. Yep. <laughs> I, 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 Have I'll, we I'll ever done it this way? I'm building up to it. I'm building up to it. I'm building up to it. Alex. Goodbye. Goodbye, fellow audience people. And Mr. Salmon. Good, goodbye, everyone. Yeah, Have and there we go. Time. And then we say, bye. Bye, bye. bye everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> <Bye-bye. laughs>